What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is Bros Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. And how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. Look, it's it's the week of talking about the Gray Man. Finally, the Gray Man is here. Super excited to talk about that. I don't know if you liked it or not. I liked it a lot. So, <laughs> or did you hate it? <laughs> I didn't hate it. I liked it more than Extraction and Old Guard. Like, I thought it was, like, better than those two movies. Felt like the same. Mm. I think maybe I'm just blinded by my love for the actors. Maybe. um, Because besides the actors, that was pretty poorly done. Mm. What you didn't like about the story? Because that's straight from Mm. the book. The story is not bad. Um, I, oh, I guess we'll talk about it. We'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But because I definitely want to get your thoughts on that. And then Lil Reg and I got the uh, Nope review for everybody that my and my favorite Jordan Peele movie. Uh, and Logan Paul doesn't agree with me. Fucking douchebag. <laughs> like, did you see that? He put out like 12 tweets about why he doesn't like Nope. Like anybody gives a fuck about what Logan Paul thinks about a movie. Right. Exactly. That's why I didn't see it. I don't think he and I fall in the same Twitter circles. <laughs> like, no, I, it only got retweeted. That's the only reason why I saw it. So I was like, what the hell? And but uh, yeah, excited about that. And then, oh, we got to talk about Rachel this week. I got some bones to pick with Rachel from The Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, you know, not feeling Rachel. Bro, I tell like I texted you. She sucks. She absolutely sucks. Like Gabby is the perfect bachelorette. It should have just been her. Well, the interesting thing about that is that before the twist of the two bachelorettes, the production team at the Bachelor had uh, had been setting up for just to be Rachel. Interesting. And I think like near the end, once things started airing, they saw that it wasn't working. Gabby Love picked up steam. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like. It was working because I mean, people were like, you know, when they picked those two, people weren't upset about it. They were like, yeah, Ray, they kind of both deserve to be Bachelorette. For different okay, so, pe- so people liked Rachel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one didn't dislike Rachel. Like, the only thing that people thought about Rachel poorly in her Bachelor time was that she was just too much. And like, why was she like so gung ho about this, you know, nobody, Clayton? And see, I feel like that's why the producers chose her because they knew it would be a bunch of tears and a and bunch she of mess. they see i feel like they knew all of the stuff that i hate which makes great tv they knew she was gonna do so i'm excited to talk about that and of course we got sdcc man we got to respond to all the the freaking marvel shit that dropped and i got a shit on dc gotta gotta call a spade a spade right exactly i can't even i don't even recall what else even came out in terms of anything else from dc nothing well i mean and you know, outside of DC and Marvel, I can't oh, really think about. I mean, that was that was that. that was really it. Like, honestly, San Diego Comic Con is not what it used to be. Like, ever since these D twenty three and DC Fandom events, like, and Netflix Geek Power Week, celebration. like, there's no need for it anymore. Like, it, it it's honestly like a, a relic of the the pastime. Like, when we first started this podcast. That's when SDCC was hot. The back when like we would have to record right after San Diego Comic-Con and like have like 16 trailers and 16 pieces of news. Now it's just like if Marvel wants to go, if DC wants to go. Right. And I mean, a lot of this stuff is going to be big on D23. That's really when 
We're going to get a Fantastic Four announcement, casting. Casting, yeah, and then X-Men announcement. And I I have a list of all the... um, the Marvel things that they trademarked that they didn't announce at D23. So I'll be able to tell you those. All right. But um, the other than that, the I'm excited. Other thing, the only thing we have before we get started is, you know, uh, what I can't pronounce his last name correctly. It was Paul Sorabino who died. The oh, yeah. Mobster. Yeah. And, from, um, um, from uh, Goodfellas. Paul, uh, the, yeah. the main guy. Yeah. And so my girlfriend pointed out that somebody's taken out all the gangsters. Damn. It was him, Paulie from Sopranos, fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, Ray Liotta, James Con, and then uh, I think the guy who beat James Con's sister died as well. Oh, in in that movie? Yeah, no, 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 in real life. Oh, in real life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's like it's some crazy shit going on. Yeah, weird. It's. A weird uh, little stretch of time for people who are in mobster movies. Yep. So like, hoof. But it's we got like a lot. Scorsese and Pacino. <laughs> Be safe. But yeah, let's let's take a moment of silence for Paul Sorvino. Great guy, Law and Order. One of the best mobster actors in uh, Preston's family. But yeah, man, lost a good one. All right. So without any further ado, let's get started. Uh, the only Star Wars news that we got, I think, is something that we've even heard rumblings of prior to those rumors, but it's now confirmed that uh, the Star Wars series, The Acolyte, will officially be led by Amandla Stenberg. Um, that announcement came last Friday with the official Star Wars account tweeting out a picture of her going back, going farther back in time than any live-action Star Wars title before it. The Acolyte is set a century before Episode One, and will... Perfect. Yeah, at the peak era of the High Republic when Jedi are at their strongest and the Sith were believed to be eradicated. Perfect. L- rule of two. I can see a Darth. B- she might be Darth Bane's apprentice. Or master. Or Matt. Yeah, either one. Either one. But the only reason why I said apprentice is because Darth Bane. Oh, I know oh, Darth Bane's apprentice. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking uh, Plagueis. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Because you know Darth Bane's uh, Darth Bane's apprentice was a, was a lady in like she was the person who ended up being Plagueis' master. So that's why you said that. Yeah, so it works out both ways. So we'll see what that series turns into. Next month we get Andor, which will be exciting. Look, you and, know how I feel uh, about Acolyte's the thing I'm the most excited for, so. Yeah, I, I don't know when exactly that's going to be. Probably next four, year, 2024. 2024 yeah, like I'm assuming Ahsoka's next year, and then like 24 we'll get. Well, next Act year we like, know is Ahsoka, and we also in Mando know season three and three, and I think that's it. I th- it's, they, Besides, maybe another visions. Yeah, and I'm I could see if like those things drop early, then this will drop late twenty twenty three, early twenty twenty four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So excited um, for that. So that moves us into San Diego Comic Con. I'll run through these bullet points, and then we could go into a bigger discussion. I also have down on the bottom the two slate pictures for you your, you and your okay. notes Lyndon. nice um so parks sue june is going to play prince yan of aldana in the marvels okay. debuted in captain marvel number nine uh, appeared in the comics alongside captain marvel during one of her visits to his home planet during which she objected to his wedding to stop the evil alien marlowe from taking over the planet i assume that's going to be the beginning of the movie and then, yeah, and um, something's gonna happen in in that to where the end of Miss Marvel happens. 
Mm, okay. She swaps places. That's my. So you think they're going to, so you think like they're going to keep swapping places? No, they're at least going to do it Once. because it already happened. Yeah. Ah, okay. They swap place and then Captain Marvel has like, to go get her. I can yeah. see, like, I, some people were speculating, they're like, oh, the movie's going to start with Captain Marvel and Kamala's house. I'm like, no, the movie's probably going to start with, with her Kamala in space. Out. Yeah. And then, like, and then she's going to swap, swap with Kamala. It's just going to be interesting how out. they get Monica Rambeau in there. That's what I'm interested to see. Right. Or what she's been doing in the meantime of Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if she went to space. Like, uh, in the it's since well, since Wandavision. Like, I wonder if her powers developed and like she went to see Captain Marvel. Right. So, um, the next thing I got is Secret ba- Secret Invasion. Amelia Car- Clark is reportedly going to play a scroll named Gaia. Um, this character first appeared in Meet the Scrolls number one. She was a scroll agent who, with her partner, raised three daughters on Earth in the guise of a normal American family. And uh, she and her family were placed on Earth to gather information for the eventual invasion of the scrolls. Nice. Uh, they some of the Marvel trailers that we didn't get to see leaked on TikTok. This was not one of them, but I heard that this was one of the best trailers from SDCC. Very thrilling. This is for the people who who loved Captain America Winter Soldier. It's going to be very espionage, very thrilling. A lot of Nick Fury, a lot of Maria Hill trying to prove who's a scroll and who's not. So interested in this. Yeah, it's gonna, I think that's going to play a bigger role in the for, yeah. movies to come. For the Secret Wars uh, and all that shit. Yeah, 100%. Right. The Secret Invasion is going to be led by Mr. Robot creator Kyle Brat. See, that makes sense for the thrilling aspect. Like, if you're if you want a thriller TV guy, you go get the Mr. Robot guy. So I think that was a good. That's a great call. Um, Daniel this is what Destin, I don't like. Or Destin Daniel Creighton, who directed Shang Chi, will direct. I think both Avengers movies. Well, no, 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 no. He's just directing the first one. He's just, just doing Kang. Just Kang. Yeah. And see, I have a problem with this. I think that this is bad and not, this is no disrespect to Destin, Daniel Destin Creighton, but I think he's just average. I think he's just an average director that listens to what Kevin Feige tells him. And well, it's so just were the Russos. Not, and, but okay, let me, let me get there. I'm not, I don't, I don't have nothing to say about the Russos. I'm with you. I feel like if you want to do a splash, I think the best director working with Marvel right now is Coogler. Why doesn't Coogler get it? Why, why does the Shang-Chi guy get it? To me, I feel like Coogler's a better director. He does action better. This, to me, is just Feige can control this guy, so it's exactly what Feige wants. And I'm not mad at that, but if you're someone who says, oh, Marvel's doing this auteur stuff, no, it's giving us the same cookie-cutter shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it depends on what you want moving forward of Marvel. Do you want everything to be cohesively the same? Or do you want people to start taking more creative liberties? Uh, I mean, that's like when people do side by sides with like some of the the stuff the DC did during the Snyderverse in comparison to the Marvel stuff. Like some of it was like you know incredibly shot. Yeah. Um, but know, then given, some of it didn't have the like the, the Whedon one. Yeah. Like yeah. And that's my thing. The like stuff is I, I, I and I feel like you can get a cohesive thing, but why not get Coogler? Coogler's the best director in your stable. Besides James Gunn, who's gone now, you saw what James Gunn did away. Like, you see what Coogler's doing away. Creighton doesn't make good movies. He makes average movies. Like, look at that dude's resume. And, and I'm not right. trying to shit on him. I mean, you know, I mean, you could also have gotten Watts, who's doing fine at the moment. You could have gotten... Oh, no, Watts. But see, Watts turned him down. Watts said, because remember, he was going to do Fantastic Four. And he was like, I don't want to make any more superhero movies right now, at least right now. 
Well, and see, that's why I'm thinking that Kugler could have said the same thing. Like, uh, if I'm Ryan Kugler, like, why do I want to attach my name to that? Like, that's that's the I thing at this you. point. Like, if you're a director who is beyond directing Marvel movies, then why would you want to direct more Marvel Marvel movies? Unless, like, you're getting creative licensing. Like, Kugler yeah. can do Black Panther because, like, he is the Black Panther guy. Fair. You know, John, it, if John wants one, if, if John wants to do another Spider-Man movie, I'm sure Spider-Man he, guy, he would yeah. probably do that because he's a Spider-Man guy. And see, I'm story. looking at Creighton's thing. It's Shang-Chi, Just Mercy, which wasn't good. The the uh short-term 12, like, dude doesn't have good credits. And, like, when it comes to writing, he hasn't written the best stuff either. So, like, I just don't know. Well, he's not writing this. I, I know, but I'm just talking about it just in general. Just, it's just, like, for me... When I want a director for Jonathan Majors, because Kevin Feige's in love with Jonathan Majors. He said that, like, when he saw him, he was like, I have to go get this actor because he wanted his Pattinson. He wanted his Adam Driver. He wanted his John David Washington. He wanted someone that was on par with those guys because he knew he couldn't get those guys. So he got Majors before Majors blew up. And I feel like if you're going to get Majors and put everything behind him, give him a director that's, like, comparable. Right. I don't know. I, I... We'll see how it works out. Um, you know, I didn't think that Shang Chi was. It wasn't bad. Directed. No, no, no. I look Shang Chi, average, and there's nothing wrong with average. But I'm just saying, if if with how poorly Phase Four was, Marvel can't afford to just continue being average. Right. Well, I'm also wondering like how much of maybe lore that Cretan knows mm. is going to be attached to this. You, you you're like, making great points. Is there 10 rings stuff see, that he's, you know, obviously with, tapped in on that's going to have to, like, play a role? Like, Kang may use the well, power I mean, of, like, uh, the, the artifacts where that stuff comes from. I get what you're saying. Like, it could tie into all that. And to me, I'm like, why don't you let him direct the Marvels? Because I feel like Miss Marvel and her bangles relate more to, to, right. to Shang-Chi and that stuff than Kang. But we will see. And why not let the Fantastic Four guy you're about to get do the Kang movie? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's going to tie into Secret Wars. Right. Because I have um, a theory. I might as well say it now. Or do you want me to wait till we talk about Secret Wars? Because I can do either. Oh, I mean, I don't have anything on the bullet points for Secret Wars. But, but okay, boom. I got you. Oh, okay, so, boom. For Secret Wars, my thing is this. Fantastic Four comes out in January 2024. Oh, no, November 2024? Yeah, November 2024. Kang Dynasty comes out May 20, May 2nd, 2025, and then Secret Wars ends it November 7th, 2025. You cannot introduce Doom in Jan in November of 2024 and then do Secret Wars in November a year after. Secret Wars is basically the story of Mr. Fantastic versus Doctor Doom in their relationship tangling the entire Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. And I think they're going to switch out Dr. Doom for Kang. And because Kang, like we talked about, is related to Reed Richards, it's going to be like an ancestor versus ancestor type thing. I can see Reed Richards seeing Kang as a mentor in some of these movies. And like, it's going to be their ideology clashing instead of Doom and Mr. Fantastic. And I think they're going to save Doom for the next, for phase seven in eight. Um, you know, another person you could have thrown out there as a Marvel staple who's been who put together some of uh, some fine ish Marvel movies is Peyton Reed, who is I like, look, Ant Man, Quantumania. You know, we're Ant Man fans, and that's the trailer I saw. 
beautiful. That trade, I'm excited for. Ant Man might end up with the best Marvel trilogy, which is crazy. <laughs> well, um, that second one was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. I mean, but look, the third one looks good. Jonathan Majors was looking great in that movie. Yeah, there's a lot to be excited about with Kang being involved. Modoc, um, they're bringing bringing Modoc in. It's basically um, it's basically look at it like Guardians aged up Cassie. Yep, look at it like how Guardians one Ronan was Thanos's uh, wingman, like how Ronan did all the stuff for Thanos and then Thanos didn't move. That's how it's going to be in this with Modoc being Kang's like lieutenant going do stuff. Right, more like you know, Kang's gonna be more of the in the background puppeteer. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But he's gonna have more screen time than Thanos did in in Guardians for sure. Um, let's hold off on the Black Panther trailer right now. Oh yeah, uh, what if oh. is getting a second, likely third season? I mean, shit. Um, I mean, Spider Man freshman year is a what if story too. Well, I was about to say that you know, also animated shows that we'll be getting our X Men seventy or ninety seven, yep. uh, Spider Man freshman year, and I am Groot. I feel like you should be pissed at Spider-Man freshman year. They told us it was going to be Tom Holland's freshman and sophomore year. And then now it's a multiverse story because it wasn't going to apparently work with the animated stuff. And it has nothing to do with Tom Holland and Spider-Man, as we know, because they're introducing Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn. They're just making an animated show to someone. That's all. They're remaking another animated show. Yeah, essentially. But but it's in the multiverse. It means they don't have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah i just you know it saves me the trouble yeah I'll, i'm not like that's watch definitely that's definitely gonna be a kid's show x-men 97 is gonna be for us and magneto's the leader of the x-men now in their first yeah, mr sinister that's very cool i'm interested to see where charles xavier is and all this is he dead yeah yeah so i mean because i don't like, remember story i don't remember the yeah. end of 97 like i don't remember what happened at the end if charles died or not all right i don't think he did I don't think so. Um, the other three little things I have here, uh, I've heard some rumors when I was listening to Miss Marvel podcast related things where they were talking to writers that um, Sylvie possibly could be in the Marvels. Oh, okay. Uh, that's female Loki. Um, but Z- Zawe Ashton has currently been cast as a secret villain who's rumored to be the Kree general Isle Don, which would yeah, make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of now, there are only Three releases, tease for Phase Six. More to be revealed, probably in D twenty three, including yep. dates for Shang Chi two, Armor Wars. Do you want others. me to give you the uh, stuff now? Do you want to wait till after we talk to Slate? Because I have the uh, stuff they trademarked. Yeah, just do it after we do the. Okay, because it'll make more sense once we. Yeah, it'll make sense once we talk about like the specific things in the slate for sure. All right, and uh, Maria Bakalova, she's going to star as Cosmo the Space Dog. <laughs> yeah, Guardians I saw in Guardians three. three. Yeah, and now we can talk about Black Panther's trailer. All right, well, uh, okay, so yeah, and that'll lead us into the slate. So Black Panther is the final movie of Phase 4. Schubert, I was very upset at this. I thought that the way that they made this trailer was to say, and and yes, this isn't what Ryan, everything I'm about to say, I don't believe is Ryan Coogler's intention. I believe I'm blaming Disney and Marvel for all of this, and I think Coogler was just given a raw deal, and he made the best of it. But you cannot tell me that trailer wasn't marketed as, hey, fans, this is your Chadwick Boseman funeral. Like, I hate yeah. that. I hate that. They're marketing off this man's death, and I fucking hate that. Like, his legacy, like, he died in real life, and now they're about to kill his character. He's about to die twice. I fucking hate that. And I think the fact is 
they didn't show who's in the Black Panther suit because they knew if they would have showed that and people wouldn't have liked it, the reaction would have been bad. So instead, they're saying, hey, here's how we're going to do Chadwick. He's passing away, funeral. Everybody's like, oh, I'm sad, I cried. And they got the emotion they wanted. So when they show who the Black Panther, it, it lessens the blow. And it's like, well, it only made sense this way. No, it didn't have to be this way. They made that decision. And I hate that fucking decision. And people were like, oh, this is the way the cast was able to grieve. Like, you don't know what the cast, how could the cast have dealt with the new Black Panther? Stop fucking production and let the people fucking grieve. Don't put the movie out. Like, in, like don't put the fucking movie out. Stop it. If it's about the caring about the actors and, and wanting them to grieve and care about their feelings. Why the fuck did you have them in, in, in Atlanta a month after the dude died? Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Right. And people are like, oh, once a film's going, you can't stop production. Miss me with that shit. Shubert, me and you have covered so many movies that have stopped mid-production, stopped filming, didn't put the shit out after the shit was filming. So miss me with that. Marvel could have stopped it. Let the people grieve. Once Ryan Coogler was ready, recast. Black Pan Chadwick Boseman's family is, uh, it, well, let me not say his wife. I don't know about his wife. His brother, who is speaking for his mom, straight up was like, we didn't want this. We wanted him recast. He fought too hard to get this character made. Why can there be six Batman and not Black Panther? Like I said, it feels like he's dying twice. Right. It's fucked up. But and, and, and you know what's even more fucked up? I love Namor. I love that they made him an Aztec. All that shit is badass. The Latino community is getting a powerhouse. And we're not going to do the powerhouse Black King versus the powerhouse Latino King? That's a missed opportunity. And what they're going to do is make M'Baku the fucking King of Wakanda and Shuri Black Panther. That's a fucking miss. And then they're going to say, wait, but T'Challa's kid, because Nakia is going to be pregnant. Like, and have young Black Panther for the, for the young Avengers. How would that even like work? They're gonna say she he got him pregnant. They're gonna say she got he got her pregnant at some point in time before he died. I don't know about all that. Uh, that's the leaks right now. That's what the rumor is of the plot line. And after seeing the trailer, I believe it. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a pretty underwhelming trailer. Um, it, like, like I said, they sold it on his funeral. Like, there's just not a lot of like hype around this like why should i care about shuri versus namor in, in actuality namor should kick her ass like right. like she couldn't beat killmonger how the fuck is she gonna beat the first mutant like i don't care if she's been training this whole time like nah bro two years of training not about to let you beat namor when t'challa trained his whole life killmonger trained his whole life fuck out of here with that yeah i mean it just didn't make a lot of sense to go this route, especially when you're bringing in Namor and like how important Namor and Black Panther's like connection is. And then like, and then Doom, they're supposed to be the three kings. Like there's a, there's a relationship between those three. There was stuff right. that you could have built. Like Doom doesn't just have to be a Fantastic Four villain. He's 100% a T'Challa villain. But now that that's gone, it's out of here. People are like, oh, well we can bring him back later. Like we needed to let them grieve. That's a fucking excuse, bro. That's selfishness from the fans. That's selfishness. Y'all wanted that movie right now. Why couldn't we have waited? We didn't need it in phase four. Well, and you know, now that brings us into talking about the phases anyway, you know, moving into phase five, like why couldn't it have been in phase five? Exactly. Why did, like are there, you know, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Ant-Man, 
nothing have nothing to do with him. Guardians of the Galaxy three could have been in Phase four, one thousand percent. I get Ironheart, so why not push Ironheart back to where Daredevil is, bring Daredevil up, and boom, now it works. Right. Like, I I just don't know. Well, you have to wait wait for Echo before you do Daredevil. Sure, 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 sure. But Daredevil, I mean, Echo, like, if you switch Ironheart and Daredevil's date, Ironheart comes out in the fall of 2023. Echo comes out late spring, early summer. Right. So it works. That is okay. yeah. But to me, oh, and we didn't talk about the She-Hulk trailer. That's also phase four. Uh, I don't care about it, but we did see Daredevil. I, That's cool. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'd just rather watch it. You know, it's yeah. one of those things where, like, with Ms. Marvel, like, with Ms. Marvel, I didn't expect to like it at all, and I loved it. So, mm. Yeah, you, know, you, might like, you, you might like this. They say it's, it's an official comedy. That's what they're going for. A procedural so i just want to see daredevil didn't like that they put him in the yellow suit i don't like the yellow suit i fucking hate it like uh, i hope they end up doing a different suit for this for his show but born again is is a great comic i love that out of all of the things that were announced i'm gonna say these announcements was subpar all i really care for is daredevil born again blade captain america new world order and the thunderbolts just because i want to see the villain lineup they choose Oh, and Secret Invasion. Yeah, 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 for sure. But, like, am I excited for Loki Season 2? Eh. Am I excited for Guardians 3? Eh. Echo? I, j- I am for Daredevil. Ironheart? Mmm. Miss the Marvels? Mmm. Ant-Man Quantumanium for, for uh, my boy Jonathan Majors, and because I like Paul Rudd. But Agatha? I don't give a fuck about. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, at this point, what excites me about Thunderbolts is like what's going to be the part of parts of the lead up yeah. to that, you know, mm-hmm. is I don't think Agatha is going to be a part of it. No, me neither. like, you know, there's been iterations of Thunderbolts that have been mm-hmm. led by Wilson Fisk. So mm-hmm. he's going to have like some hand in that. Is, or they're not going to lead into it. Or is it going to be more gonna a be bigger, a bigger power team like Namor's been in? It. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've seen like Hawkeye iterations of him being Ronin there. when he's Ronin. Yeah, but I think you know who I, I mean, think is going to. We know be... it's going to be U.S. agent. We know yeah. it's going to be a uh, white widow. Are we sure? Because I thought she was going to end up being a good guy. I think she I might switch. Like... Oh, if it happens, it'll be after this movie. Like this movie shows her. She right. to... Okay, fair enough. I also think because that, she's already um... recruited. Yeah, true. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, I think I think Zemo is going to be the leader of that team. Yes, I think Zemo's gonna be I there. Um, I also could see um, Shang Chi's sister having a part, playing a part in this because she's uh, the leader of the gang now over there. Right. I could also see Sharon Carter having something to do with this. Yeah. So I mean, those are possibilities. We'll see more. I'm I'm sure that we're going to get hints of who's going to be in. Oh, and Captain America with New as- World Order. Yeah, especially in Captain America New World Order, because it's probably going to have a lot to do with it. It's probably going to be yeah. a ma- major lead up. I'm hyped for that movie, bro. To call it the New World Order, that tells me shit's going down. Right. So that, That's probably be... the thing I'm the most hyped for besides Blade and Daredevil. Right. What would you say you're most right. hyped for? Probably Captain America. Um, then I'd probably say Ant-Man, Quantumania, mm, but we knew yeah. that was coming. So if we're striking that, out of the things that I wasn't sure about where they were going to land, probably Captain America and Thunderbolts for Phase okay. 5 and then Blade. Because, I mean, I, mean, I guess I knew a new Blade was going to be there. Oh, but I'm going to make even okay. more hype for Blade because of the some of the stuff that's, uh, that's uh, whatchamacallit. 
because Blade's going to have our boy uh, Jon Snow in it. I mean, honestly, besides Ironheart, like I'm pretty interested in all those projects. Like I'm more inter- when it comes to the Agatha thing, I'm more interested in what the heck it's going to be. Interesting. See, I'm more interested in Ironheart than Agatha because like I, I'm just off of Marvel. Well, I don't magic. have any connection to that right now yeah fair enough i i just am excited because that's iron man that's the continuation of that family and i and you know i'm the iron man is is my guy and that's gonna like probably set up armor wars yep and so here's some of the things that have been uh trademarked avengers academy which i'm assuming is going to be the title for their young avengers avengers timeless avengers excursion the timeless saga the eternity saga stuff that's coming after this the excursion because of all the multiverse shit. Obviously, the academy happening before Kang Dynasty. Hmm, interesting. Maybe, yeah, that's possible. Very much. Then possible. you would set them up to be a player. And no, actually, Wars. wait. Let me let me pitch it. It happens after we meet, and it starts with the introduction of Nathaniel Rich, Nathaniel Richards Iron Lad, the younger Kang. Gotcha. So I could see it happening after because, you know, Kang's Dynasty, we're going to see all the different Kangs. And then that one comes, helps them. And then he joins the Young Avengers after. So it's like, is he Reed Richards' son with Sue Storm? No, he's Reed Richards' like grandfather, like great, great grandfather. Oh, that's right. So like Reed Richards probably will be black people. Like, let me just let y'all, yeah. let me just let y'all know. It, or he's going to be mixed. Like if, if he's white, it's gonna, he's going to be mixed because like his, his ancestor is Jonathan Majors. Right. So that's that's a done deal. Yeah. So the Timeless Saga, the Eternity Saga, they have Sam Wilson, Captain America trademark. But I think that's for uh, something else. Uh, Avengers Secret War, King Dynasty, New World Order, Thunderbolts, like we talked about. Hercules, Rise of the Gods. Gas. I feel like that's a TV show, though. I feel like that's a TV show. Probably. That's uh, going to be with homie from Ted Lasso. With your, with your boy. Yeah. Brett yeah. Goldstein. Yeah. He looked good in uh in He's Thor. He's probably going to produce that. Oh, oh you never saw that. Thor. He's in the post credit. Yeah. yeah, I know he's in the post credit. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. looks badass. Uh, Celestial's End of Time. So that's probably where we're going to see the Eternals again. <laughs> Captain I mean, America, Red, White, and Black. That's probably his second movie. That sounds badass. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Avengers Eternity Wars. So that's the next saga. Midnight Suns. Blade and the Dark Boys, let's go. Uh, Red Guardian Generations, that sounds animated. <laughs> yeah, like I, I doubt that. Um, what's his name? David Harbour is going to be doing that. Uh, Nomad. So let me pitch it to you. You know how Nomad Steve Rogers, when he takes off the suit and and says he's done with America, they're yeah. going to do the. They're going to give Steve Rogers his Nomad saga to Sam Wilson and it makes more sense about the black man really trying to be Captain America for this white for this white America red white and black defeats him he takes off the shield he's nomad that makes so much sense to me yeah I mean it just depends on how long homie wants Anthony Mackie wants to do oh he's committed want to do it all the way through (laughs) yeah no he's done bro he's committed what else is Anthony Mackie doing (laughs) right (laughs) and then they have two more things Shang-Chi the wreckage of time Shang-Chi's second movie and then the Black Knight Origins, which is Jon Snow's character. I feel like that's going to be a TV that's show as TV. well. Yeah. So some of the, I'm, I'm more excited for the stuff I just said than some of the stuff that is on the face. So D23 is going to be lit. And we're probably going to get the X-Men announcement because uh, Kevin Feige was like, oh, it's definitely coming way before phase 10. I feel like X-Men is phase six and seven. 
yeah, I mean, that's going to have to, yeah, we're going to have Somehow. to figure out how that's going to fit in. Yeah, truly. All this. Truly, truly, truly. So, but that's pretty much all I got on the Marvel stuff. All right. We'll talk so DC. Jumping in. Yeah, let's talk DC before we jump in. Bro, DC. DC shit the bed. Like, let's be honest. They didn't even bring Aquaman 2 to, to fucking. And I guess they're saying they're waiting for fandom. But like DC, whoever's in charge, pick it up, man. Y'all have honestly better characters than Marvel. This should it shouldn't be like this. And I understand y'all are in a shitty situation because of Ezra Miller. But like fucking cut that dude and reshoot the fucking movie and let's get this shit going. Get that fucker out of here. Like, like I'm I'm so sick of DC just being down. So you want them to re- you want them to push it back and reshoot it? I mean, what are we gonna like? Like, I mean, what else is there gonna be? Like, bro, you can't do like he's not gonna be Flash again. Like, you might as well just cut bait and let's like restart this shit the right way. Because Schubert, you know how important that movie is. That's how we reset the universe. Like, if we're gonna yeah. if we're gonna reset the universe with an actor. That's not going to be Flash anymore. We're still in the same boat. <laughs> like, I mean, if you wanted to find a way to kill him and spring in Wally West, I'd be down for that. I'm down for that too. But I'm saying, fuck it. Let's recast, reshoot the movie. Let's just make it Wally West and just cut ties with Barry altogether. <laughs> like, fuck right. that, bro. Like, I'm sick of this because Black Adam looked really good. Like, Black Adam, I like that trailer more than any of the Marvel trailers. Like yeah, the rock. Black Adam's gonna be good. I, I was surprised we didn't get like anything of blue people. Oh, well, like, see, it was I, supposed to come out like next month. I think no, 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 no. Next year. Okay. Yeah, no, we're gonna get that at Fandom. We're gonna get B- Bad Girl in Blue Beetle at Fandom. But the problem is those movies tie into the Flash. <laughs> like that's the fucking problem. Yeah. Bad Girl, true. especially. Like that movie's done, and like they're working on editing. We should have got a trailer. That's going to be fandom whenever they decide what's going to happen with Flash. But, you know... Maybe say, they are having those conversations so why we got nothing. And, and if they are, I applaud them. Because it has to happen. Because Black Adam and with the Rocks building, it looks too good. Dr. Fate looks incredible. Hawkman looks incredible. I'm excited for Adam Smasher. little Shazam stuff, too? We did. We saw the... Did you watch the Shazam trailer? Yeah. I thought it was okay. It's all right. Like, I'm just ready for Shazam to fight Black Adam. They, they had to rush it. So. Yeah, because, like, you, you said it last time because the kids are just getting older. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just no way that you can have Billy Batson be the same actor for a while. Like, that, that kid is almost in his 20s. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he had a big growth spurt, too. Like, he's tall. Yeah. He, he was as tall as Helen Mirren. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess that's everything. That, that's it for DC. Comic Con. Let's, uh, let's talk about the tra- trailers. Um, you saw the blonde trailer. I didn't. I did. What yes. was it all about? Ma- Marilyn Monroe, uh, Anna DeArmas looked really good. Uh, very interested that Mar- she, the way they're, I, I don't know if this is how Marilyn Monroe is, but she saw Marilyn Monroe as like a, a character that she put herself into. And it basically talks about how she started to hate herself, that persona, and how she didn't want to be her anymore. And it's more about her acting journey than JFK stuff, but I'm, ass- I'm assuming we're going to get that. I don't think they just didn't want to blow their load, yeah. but the trailer looks really good. It, and I love that it's black and white. I, d- I dug that. It fits like the aesthetic. That, that tracks. Uh, I don't know a lot about Marilyn Monroe's history, but I do know about that time period that she was in. Mm-hmm. A lot of 
females in Hollywood were caricatures ah. of like what people thought women should be at the time. So uh-huh. she was probably the sexy aesthetic. Like if in in episodes of Mrs. Maisel, there are some comics that stay true to shticks that aren't them because mm-hmm. that's the only way that they'll get audience. Ah, okay. Like uh, Jane Lynch plays a character that is like, you know, woman who's at home doing who is not educated and does all the chores like that's like her character that's her stick and then like you go to into her house and she lives in a mansion with like beautiful art pieces and it's like college educated and stuff like that like you know people people in that time who were women were having to put on face they were always having to act yeah that makes sense and, and that's sure. exactly that's exactly what like this movie is going to show like exactly what you just said, because he just she made it seem like it was just miserable being in her body, man. And being that caricature, she she said that people held her to this too high of expectation, like that wasn't who she was. And I just think the choices of going from black and white to like color when she's filming to like color when the time I'm assuming that they're going to go to color when it becomes like Technicolor actually on TV in her life, I think that would be very interesting. So I'm, I'm interested right. to see the different, the different choices of, okay, it's color now, it's black and white now, like that sort of thing. Right. Um, uh, real quick, well, I know you didn't put the Oppenheimer trailer in here, but... Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme that was like Christopher Nolan when the studio lets him actually uh, blow up a nuclear bomb. It's Homelander when he's like, and then he starts laughing like, oh, everybody's okay with this? Cool. Fucking, uh, it's basically Killian Murphy just walking and we're just seeing explosions. <laughs> right. So, I don't know what the we'll, fuck we'll get, that movie's going to sure be, we'll bro. Bigger like, and there's a countdown to a trailer. Like inside, there's a, inside the trailer, there's a countdown to another trailer and then a countdown to the movie that coincides with when the, like, Counting down to the new, like the anniversary of when the new cab. I don't fucking know, bro. No one's on. No, he's on some shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be too similar to that Olivia Wilde movie. Oh, my dear darling. Is that about yeah. nukes? Well, it's about like the community around. Oh, for a real? Secret government project. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I thought it was just a cheating movie because that's a movie that she cheated on Jason Sudeikis with, with everybody. <laughs> Right, it's a cheating movie about women who are working at a military compound ah. under the guise of a secret military project. Oh, okay. Well, I'm definitely watching. So it's that. not going to be completely like that, but I feel like it's some of the dynamics we see. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, Oppenheimer just had me laughing. That shit was funny. Uh, Dungeon and Dragons also had me laughing. That was not a bad trailer. <laughs> it looks very comedic mm-hmm. and also well done. So yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. I'm with you on that. It's just like Chris Pine's like, we're going to have fun. And I thought that by them not really act like I felt like Chris Pine was playing himself. But I think it works because if you know Dungeons and Dragons, someone is acting at it's like a normal person acting as that character. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. it makes sense if I don't know if we if we'll see it, but like they're playing a game. And this is how they envision right. the game going. That would be interesting if that's how it is. I think it's more so going to be like actually in the world, but I, I think so too. Of- yeah, I wish it would be like that. Like it would be a bunch of kids or teens, and then like the movie that we're seeing is the game. I think that would be really right. cool. That's how I would do a Dungeons and Dragons movie. But people might say that's too similar to Jumanji. 
Right. Yeah. It's fair. Um, so Netflix has put in the motion a sequel to The Gray Man with Gosling returning in the title role and Joe Let's and go. Anthony Russo will direct again. Uh, Netflix are also de- is also developing a Gray Man spinoff also based on the book series. They are keeping the specifics under wraps, but they've got Deadpool and Zombieland scribes, Paul Wernick and Re- Rhett Reese. If I had to writers. guess, it's going to be about the assassin, the Bollywood actor. That's who it should be about. That'd be cool. <laughs> like that dude was badass. <laughs> yeah, that that would be cool. I'm uh, so I'm interested to see what you don't like. The the sequel. Uh, I, just, I just think that the Russos are such pedestrian directors. Oh, okay. That, like, not I not no. Never want to watch their movies. See, okay. I thought it was better than Cherry, but you're absolutely right. It was an average action movie, like 100, percent like 2,000. percent I just thought the acting like took the, it over the top. With the story that they had, it should have been better. They, it should have been better. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. If it was if it was Kugler, if it was like any of our favorite directors, it would have been a way better action movie. But the yeah, acting was, level made it to like, I think I'm going to rate it at like a seven. And I think that's because of the acting. You put yeah, it at I a mean, six or a five, so, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just so blah. It's Damn. So blah average. I was fiending for an action movie so bad that I, I, all the gun shit was cool. I mean, I think it was good, well choreographed. Yeah, for some of it. Like, look, I, mean, I like understand. Some of it is just like so much overkill and like a setting that is just like not believable. Just, I just, like, I like just extraction. Was, yeah, like, extraction had so much like overkill. That no, you're right. Not believable. It, it, it. I look, I liked it more than extraction. We're gonna talk about it, but I'm just glad it's getting a sequel. Cause look, man, we we they make a lot of shitty movies, and like, if I'm getting a good action movie. I'll take it more so than Jamie Foxx being a, a vampire hunter during the day in LA. Like if that gets- I know, that might be good. <laughs> no. that, that might be, that might be really well done and well written, which this was not. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ryan Gosling can only make your your shitty lines work so well. And Chris Evans, Chris Evans was great. <laughs> Also, given horrible dialogue, we make fun, these people, people are out there making fun of George Lucas and his dialogue. But you know, those were three cinematic masterpieces with shitty dialogue. <laughs> we'll uh, talk about the great man in a second. My man hated it. I hope Bullet Train is good, better than this shit. But I think it oh, will yeah, be. better be. Bullet Train's getting great reviews right now from the critics. So, yeah. So, Lyndon's favorite actor, Billy Manganusen, is going to star <laughs> Netflix's upcoming reboot of popular Spy Kids franchise. The villain. Gina Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zach Levi, Emily Carnelia, mm-hmm. and Connor Esterson. The Spy mm-hmm. Kids, this latest Spy Kids chapter is set after the children of the world's greatest secret agents unwittingly help a powerful game developer unleash a computer virus that helps them control all of technology leading them to become spies themselves and save their parents. Isn't that a mixture of the third movie and the first movie? (laughs) Like the third one was a video game virus that was attacking the world. And then it's mixing that with the first one, finding out that your parents are spies and now you're going to help. I mean, it makes sense for the era. Yeah, fair enough, for sure. But Billy Manganusen is 100% the villain. Yeah. Uh, so Pedro Pascal and David Harbour are set to star together in a limited series at HBO called My Dentist's Murder Trial. The series is inspired by the James Lasden New Yorker article, My Dentist's Murder Trial, Adultery, False Identities, and a Lethal Sedation. The article told the true story of how Dr. Gilberto Nunez was indicted for the death of his friend Thomas Coleman. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. That sounds interesting. And yeah, I'm gonna watch it. So I trust it. Yeah, same. And Pedro Pascal, David Harbour, great actors. So um Kate Winslet also will be doing another her fourth HBO limited series. I think the other one that she's in is called like Trust or Truce or something like that. Let's go. And uh this one is gonna be called The Palace. Winslet will star in the series, which tells the story of one year within the walls of a palace of an authoritarian regime as it begins to unravel. Ooh, this sounds like it could be sci-fi or this sounds like it could be medieval. Whichever direction it goes, I'm excited. Sci-fi, for medieval, or post-apocalyptic. Yep, any one of those I'm excited for. Good for Kate Winslet. She sees that, look, Mayor Easttown killed for. Let's keep this HBO shit going. Yeah. Um. So Disney Plus is going to adapt a live-action Aragon TV series. Nice. I think that's going to depend highly on how this Percy, Percy Jackson. Jackson. Yep, I was going to say, if Percy Jackson is good, then I'll be excited for Aragon because Aragon has some great books. I mean, it's a smart move for them because it brings in you know, our generation because mm-hmm. we read those books. And you can make um, it like it also appeals Teen to the Game generation. of Thrones. You can make it cute right. with dragons and shit. So like that could be good. Right. You know, they're Lord of the Rings for kids. Yeah, true. Uh, Rocky film franchise expands with the Drago spinoff. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I'm excited for the Jonathan Majors, uh, uh, Michael Creed B. Jordan Creed. Creed. Yeah. After that, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Unless yeah, unless Drago's unless Drago's about to fight Jonathan Majors, then I then I might be in. But like, I doubt that's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like at this point, like I don't even know which Drago they're really focusing on. It's Kid Drago, <laughs> and that guy Is can't it? even act. <laughs> exactly. So, like, and when it comes to actors, I think you'd probably go with, you know, oh, Elder Drago. Oh no, shoot! You clowning. <laughs> What's this ass gonna do, coach? Fight. Oh, they gonna kill him. <laughs> He's gonna die in the ring. <laughs> I think he I think that'll be karma. Oh yeah, true. Fair enough. Fair enough. But this is this is unnecessary. This is what I'm talking about. If they can do this, why can't I get a gray man too? <laughs> That's fair. That's all I'm saying. Um, so Rick and Morty are back. Adult Swim announced that their animated series will air its sixth season in the fall, starting September 4th at 11 p.m. Eastern. Nice. We'll probably review that this year. Maybe. I mean, you didn't catch up with it last time. I'm caught up now. <laughs> How'd you like that anime episode? Great. <laughs> it was incredible, like Hilarious. you said. It was amazing. Better than some animes themselves. Right. <laughs> um, so some cancellations and renewals. The Wilds at Amazon gets canceled after its second season, but the Wheel of Time before even hey. season two comes out, renewed for season three. That's how you know it's good. You look committed. You keep t- I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch season one because if season three got confirmed before season two drops, that's how you know it's about to be good. Yeah. Well, oh, and also that I have. Uh, wait, is, real quick, real quick, real quick. Ryan Johnson's uh, Knives Out Two is called Glass Onion, a Knives Out Two mystery. Um, also, hold on. There's a couple other like bits of news that I just wanted to say. Darren Aronofsky's The Whale, starring Brendan Fraser, will screen at Toronto Film oh, yeah. Festival in September. So we'll probably get it uh, towards the end of the year, early next year, bro. Brendan Fraser, like, what? Yeah. Dude might win an Oscar for that. Um, my Policeman starring Harry Styles uh, will, uh, will be on Amazon Prime November 4th. 
Um, oh, Devotion starring Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell will premiere at Film Fester in September, so we should get it in uh, December, January. That's the uh, fighter pilot movie we talked about. Um, yeah. Spielberg's movie about his childhood will be two hours and 31 minutes long. Dude is wildin'. <laughs> oh, Alan Horn is is back at Warner Brothers as a senior advisor. So this is the guy who made Dark Knight and all that shit, like the the good the classic DC stuff. So he's not in charge of DC, but he will be advising, which I think is big. Um, oh, Marissa Abuela is is in talks to be Amy Winehouse, an unknown. She looks like her. I was gonna wait for that to be confirmed. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um. I think that's it. I think that's all the oh, and, and Abbott Elementary will be on uh HBO Max, which I think is very fucking interesting. Sorry on Hulu. How's that possible though? Like as an ABC show. Uh, I mean they can negotiate they, rights. You think they just sold the rights? I don't think they sold them. I just think they negotiated them so that they could air it on HBO Max for a brief period of time. Ah, uh, okay. And then Tomb it's Raider. Like, it's just like how Peacock has Harry Potter and they're about true. to take the whole franchise from HBO. So. True, 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 true. Oh, also MGM and Amazon lost the rights to Tomb Raider. So that's there's going to be a bidding war for it. I'm very interested to see who gets it. Hopefully Apple or HBO and not fucking Netflix. Like MGM lost it, but that's because Amazon didn't do anything. Maybe Amazon can buy it back. But I don't know if they want it. And Ben Affleck is going to be as Batman in the new Aquaman movie, part of reshoots. So and I think I think that's setting up stuff for that Flash movie, because apparently Ben Affleck's going to die in that Flash movie or something along those lines. Gotcha. But that's everything. Um, all right. So that gets this movie on the rise. Yes, uh, sir. Is, are, yeah. Oh, it's a segment of the show that we like to give where we give you one or two movies or TV show that's coming out this week that we think you should watch. Or it might have been out for a little bit. Shuby, what you got, brother? Yeah, obviously, we're both going to have bullet train. Um, but that's this the only week? Other thing that I've been watching. Yes. No way. No, next week. Yeah, that's next. I was about to say that's next week. Oh, I got some. Um, but. <laughs> But I'm probably the only go watch thing this. I've been watching is I watched the entire season season of this show that aired began airing in December of last year. So I don't know how it's going to play into what our what we rank at the end of the year the best shows of the year because mm -hmm. uh, the finale was in in the you know January or February. But Station Eleven at HBO Max. Uh -huh. I've heard it's people good. talking about it a lot. And like they've been praising the show and like, hey, I was a huge Emmy snub and I can see, I mean, it's phenomenally written. I think like the issue that I probably had with it at the jump when it came out and probably other people is that it is about a flu yeah. that takes over and kills the population. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not really about that. It's more about like the people the relationships. Okay. Yeah. So it's just really great. Um, it's, an interesting way to tell the post-apocalyptic tale. Um, but the storylines are really well-written and interconnected and it has a really great payoff at the end. So I think that that was a really well-done show. It's I think it's getting a lot of credit in the Emmys behind the scenes, which is warranted. Um, okay. But there were some good acting performances in it too. Okay, nice. I'm trying to see if anything comes is coming out on Netflix this week. I don't think so. So if that's the case, then I have a movie that I'm probably going to go watch with Lil Reg to review for this show to let you know. And I'll let you know if it's good. But 
this is something that me and you were kind of excited about. It's the podcast movie of uh Billy BJ Novak. Yeah, Vengeance. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vengeance. Yeah, Vengeance drops this week. I'm gonna go yeah, watch BJ that and, and let you know how it is. I'm super excited for that. Um, Vengeance with BJ Novak, where he's a podcaster and he's going to talk about this missing girl or this uh, yeah this missing girl and it turns out it was a murder and boom it's a comedy thriller type situation yeah i remember when i sprung that trailer on you on this on this and you were like whoa <laughs> yeah it was like, i was shocked that was really good oh also shuby blown away baby blown away season three netflix did you watch it i mean i'm not caught up on all that i'm watching too much cooking stuff you got to catch up on Blown Away. What are you talking about? Also, Street Food USA, really good on Netflix. It just talks about, like, the best places to get street food. Um, right. Also, wait, Sandman? Oh, no, Sandman drops next week, so we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Right. Yeah, so that's pretty much everything dropping this week that I think is worth talking about. Vengeance, the uh, with Shuby Said Station 11, and Blown Away Season 3. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's old, but Still. I think people should check it out if they haven't yet. Yeah, check it's it out. one of those things where, like, I feel like when it came out, people were too, like, about the too much hangover about the pandemic. Yeah. Like, they were just like, I don't really want to watch the, some pandemic shit. All right, let's review the Gray Man first. And, well, actually, actually, right now, this is what we'll put the, uh, the Nope review. So toss it, toss it to me. All right, so we'll go ahead and hear Lyndon and Little Reg review Jordan Peele's latest film, Nope. All righty, bros who binge fan base. Welcome back. I told y'all, this is part of the new thing since because Shuby can't watch all the movies. My man is a busy man. So we're back once again on this episode of Bros Who Binge. Me and Schubert reviewed The Gray Man. And now me and Little Reg are good. Well, we will review The Gray Man. And now me and Little Reg are going to review Nope. So for those of you here just from YouTube, go check out the full Bros Who Binge episode on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. We break down SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, we break down San Diego Comic-Con. We talk about the Marvel slate. We talk about the future of Marvel. We talk about all of that, the gray man and more. So check out the full audio or you can wait and some of the clips will be dropping on YouTube like this one. But welcome, YouTube audience. I'm joined, like I said, by Lil Ridge. Lil Ridge, how you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. Uh, my my movie compadre. Yeah. <laughs> excited to talk about this one. Especially I am. a young black director finally get his shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know if I would say young black director well, like, finally get his shot. Oh, no, but I'm saying this. What I mean is, like, we don't see that many prominent black directors, especially in his space that he's tackling, or his genre yeah. of film. And the fact that, like, I think he's, he's becoming getting, a prominent black. I think he's becoming. I, I, whatever I didn't mean getting a start, I meant like finally getting acceptance within the film community. Like I think he is because a lot of people thought Get Out was a fluke. When you talk about the current generation of goats, you say Nolan, yeah, Villeneuve. I think Nolan Villeneuve, maybe Ari Aster. See, I, I think what oh Wes, uh, Anderson, Wes, old. Wes Anderson and PTA are part of the Quentin Tarantino generation. Okay, okay. I, I would say right now you would say Fincher. Fincher, uh, Nolan, Villeneuve, and see, even Fincher, you can say was with no, with with Tarantino and them because that's nineties. So, and Fincher made two of his biggest hits in the nineties. So, mm-hmm. I'm talking about who starts in the two thousands. Like that's Villeneuve. Okay. That's uh, no, because I think Nolan's first movie, uh, Memento. Memento is two thousand 
2003? I think it's something like that. Like, let me check real quick. So... Also, Oppenheimer. Memento, Memento is 2000, so perfect. Right on the money. First real movie. Villeneuve. So you have those two guys. Maybe Ari Aster with his uh, horror. Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone else. Who directed Hereditary? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't is seen that, or, I've or, never seen Never Or seen No, they, they've only had one. Oh, that's Ari Aster. Okay. That's Ari Aster. That's yeah. Ari Aster. He directed Midsommar and Hereditary. So maybe you could say him. Maybe you could say Ryan Coogler with uh basketball. I, I'd say Coogler. I think with... I still think Coogler has to get a couple more hits under his belt. Like mm-hmm. I, to me, Black Panther's cool, but I need to see a real film. Like yeah, Creed. Like Creed, that's a real film. Uh yeah. which I'm gonna call it Fruit is a Vail real Station. Fruitvale is a real film. Like I don't want to I want to see Coogler outside of Marvel doing something mm-hmm. like fire so mm. it so like i'm saying when you say nolan villeneuve you i think now you have to say peel mm-hmm. like i think i didn't say peel is now a part of and i'd say he's yeah. one of the front runners in that conversation um i think i i i need to see I, I put him ahead of ari aster and coogler oh yeah no 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 for sure you gotta put him above ari aster yeah. and coogler like one thousand percent. I thought you were talking about. Uh, oh no, Nolan no, he's not ahead of. He's okay, not ahead yeah. of Nolan and Villeneuve. No. And maybe even Sofia Coppola's in this conversation as well as two mm-hmm. thousands directors. Maybe uh, Steven Soderbergh as well with like all of his action movies. Like mm-hmm. those got. But to me, it's it's right now when you ask me my favorite directors of today, it's number one. Uh, I, and I'm not counting Tarantino, Scorsese, in them. When you mm-hmm. ask me, what about Edgar Wright? Oh, Edgar Wright's in there. He's up there for sure. I would say Nolan, or no, I would say Villeneuve, Nolan, Peel, Edgar Wright. Like that's what, Mm -hmm. oh, and and maybe Guy Ritchie, because I do love Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I love me some Guy Ritchie movies. But Peel's coming off of Us, which Mm -hmm. I didn't like. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like Us at all. I thought Us Mm -hmm. was him being too pretentious in terms of making horror films. Yeah, I can, I, I understand that. And look, I don't, I don't like Us. Because I love to get out so much, mm. but I don't see it with the kind of like disdain you kind of see us. See, with. and okay, let me I tell you. Let me tell you this. This is a, a good movie. Us was the first Jordan Peele film I watched. I watched oh, Get okay. Out after Us. Okay. So that's yeah, why. Yeah. See, and then when I watched Get Out, I was like, okay, this is cool, but it's after everyone hyped it up to be the best horror film of all time, and I'm like, mm. this is cool. But when I went into Nope, I'm like. Oh shit! This isn't necessary. It's, it's, it's not a horror film. It's a no. thriller sci-fi yeah. film, and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. I yeah. after seeing all of his films, I think this is his best film. And I think for people like Jake Paul who are saying it doesn't make sense, it's confusing. I think he's a fucking idiot. This movie made perfect sense, yeah. and like there were you understand where it was going. Yes, it's not a normal film. I didn't expect it. That's to just because you know, we're so used to this this action movie where it's like, oh, we got the clear through line. Or if it's story. a horror film, where people the, don't watch the, yeah. film anymore. Where's the jump scare? Where's this? Like, I think a lot of audience was expecting it to be a horror film when it's a thriller, yeah. sci-fi, even a western. Like, it's a commentary on yeah. a lot of different things, and it's Jordan Peele making his most bombastic film, but mm-hmm. still telling 
critical, critical ideas yeah. of how we treat animals, uh, the idea of us being consumed with fame, being yeah. consumed with chasing lightning in a bottle, that sort yeah, of thing. Ma major themes, major themes in there that most people wouldn't see because we're so used to this action movie cookie cutter. The idea of, of wanting to live up to your father's leg or your family's yeah. legacy while the other sibling is like, trying to run from it but at the same yeah. time wants the acceptance of said family it's a, yeah. such a beautiful beautiful dynamic throughout this film even the the filmmaker striving for something your whole life is it worth dying for is yeah. it worth giving up your life Not dying for your art exactly there's so many beautiful themes in this movie and i'd like i'd like to lodge this right before we go into like the deep dive is i think i don't want to say that this is my own quote because i heard someone else say it it's he said it's like this it's like Jordan Peele wasn't going to like one up get out or one up us. He was making jaws. He was making yeah. close encounters. He was making a highbrow prestige thriller that could only be comparable to Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I don't know if I compare him to Spielberg. That's a very interesting take. I'm talking about in the sense of like jaws and close encounters and following See, that same through line. It it reminded me more of a rival. Like okay. I, I got, I got a rival vibes from this, okay. but I see the jaws. I 100% see the jaws like two, 2000, but mm -hmm. it reminds me so much of a rival in okay. the, in the sense of like, I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Of how like the aliens are like the idea of how uh, Amy Adams had to communicate with them and how uh, using her training, use her math knowledge where, uh, mm -hmm. uh, OJ had to use his knowledge of training animals and treating it like an animal and not, a, it was, it was beautiful. So that's where I see the arrival thing, but uh -huh. let's get into it. Nope is a film, uh, a 2022 American science fiction horror film. I'd even say a little bit of Western written and directed and co-produced by Jordan Peele under his monkey Paw productions. It stars Daniel Kaluuya, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, Kaluuya Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Steve Yuen. Michael Wincott and Brandon Pereira, who I think is going to be a fucking star. When we talk about the acting of this movie, they had some heavy hitters. It follows two ranch owning siblings who attempt to capture and sell video evidence of an unidentified flying object. And basically Peel, when he was talking about the themes and everything, he was like, the villain is this otherworldly threat. And it also is something that everyone has in common, everyone's relationship to the spectacle, the idea of clout, the idea. Mm -hmm. And if you go watch this week's Bros Who Think podcast, we talk about this a lot. But that it's is a big no, theme this week. A big theme, 100%. The film has been characterized as containing themes related to spectacle and exploitation. GQ's Garrick D. Kennedy wrote that Nope is a movie about spectacle, more specifically, our addiction to spectacle. Nope is about holding a mirror to us all and our ability to look away from drama or peril. Maybe that's why Logan Paul didn't like it, because he's a mm. part of the spectacle machine. He is the person that Jordan Peele was making fun of. And also, like, if you look at it in, in a higher sense, it's the monster isn't the monster in no. No, the, the monster is the people. The American psyche or the human mm -hmm. psyche, the Hollywood psyche. Yep. The and idea of so chasing. Yep. No, 100 percent. 100 percent. So. Where do we want to begin with this movie? There's so many places. I don't want to do uh, a typical... The, lin the linear style, just go yeah, through. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to do the, 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 the classic linear style of 
how we do reviews because we do we uh, on Run It Back on the last one we determined that there's two styles of how we want to review movies going mm-hmm. forward. There's the yeah. linear going through things, and then there's what we like to call CNS. What CNS is is hold on because I got the uh the abbreviation for it because I wanted to uh we wrote it out and we, I'm trying to find it in our text messages. Um, CNS is hold on, let me. Uh, hold on. I'm about to have it. <laughs> I might end up editing some of this hold on out. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. CNS, chronological notable scenes. That is where we uh where that's what the 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 typical uh the typical style. Uh mm-hmm. like that's how we do it. The chronological notable scenes. That's going through the scene rundown. But I want to discuss this more openly. Uh mm-hmm. the, the open floor discussion, if you yeah. will. So mm-hmm. um, l- let's get into it with this. I think we got to start off with Gordy, Gordy's home. The fact mm-hmm. that it's Monkey Paw Productions and then yeah. we get the mo- beautiful the champ. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. But the bro, the fact that Jordan Poole made this where this monkey was on set and went crazy and killed everybody, everybody. blew my fucking mind. And then when you, you see. There. When you see Steve, you win under the table and how the monkey's putting out the fist to show monkey, that, like, like, it's like, bro, the monkey was just trying to, like, y'all drove the monkey insane by putting mm-hmm. him on the schedule, doing all this shit. The monkey just went insane, but he's still the monkey they knew at heart, yet they killed him. And when they sniped him, blew my mind. And mm-hmm. he witnessed, Steve, you win, believes he's a miracle because mm-hmm. he survived and right. he saw the shoe that stood straight up. That's why he mm-hmm. saved it. I thought that was mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. But then again, it also, you know, now that we see it in retrospect, he still gets caught up in the yeah, the, the spectacle. Yeah, 100%. And, but that goes from the psyche of, okay, I understand this happened, but how can I exploit this to further my and, own gain? And that's and why see, he starts even, these roadside shows. Not shows. even that. I think it's more so of, you're right about the, how can I you how can I exploit to get more famous? But I think it's, he was a child actor who slowly lost fame more and more and more. So he had to cling to anything that could get him that pop. That's why Mm -hmm. when when the alien was coming, he was like, oh, this will put me back on the map. Mm -hmm. And and it's his addiction to fame. I mean, look at- constant chase. Yep. Look at OJ and uh, Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer's character. uh, When you first meet uh, Emerald Haywood, M, when she goes and tells her, her story, to the people of the cast, she goes the whole rundown. And she's like, I do this, I do that. And, and OJ is like, we're trying to do this job. You're not trying to sell. She's like, no, you don't understand. I'm always selling. I'm a brand. We try to get mm-hmm. to this bag, yeah. essentially the addiction to fame. And then the it turns out, it turns out that she's like, okay, we can make money by filming these alien mm-hmm. attacks and alien famous. We can get Oprah famous. But the thing is, OJ wasn't trying to get Oprah famous. He was trying to get Oprah's famous money, whereas mm-hmm. whereas M was chasing the fame. Mm-hmm. And it just shows, like, the downfall and the main theme of this is that, look, the art can be its art, but if you're not into it for the sake of the art, then you're going to end up falling. Yeah, 100%. Or you're going to end up coming short because you're destroying yourself in the process of trying to attain that. And that's why we get the dying for once art theme with the camera guy later on and other instances like that. Yeah. 
And even the dad, the dad died yeah. for while taking care of his horses. While taking care shit, of his horses. When that shit flew down and hit them, the nickel, the, the, the nickel. Bro, what the hell? Blew my mind. I was like, how is this happening? What is happening from this? And, and from that moment, it had me hooked. And then when mm. you see that the horse got cut from a key, it's like, mm. where did this come from? And I love how they used it, said it was a prop plane that just yeah. had shit falling. I thought that was very interesting. And mm-hmm. then going into the scene of, okay, now we're seeing why this shit is falling. It is things getting sucked up and yeah. spit back it's out. Spitting out the metal. Yeah, and that, bro. Parallel to the Hollywood industry where it sucks everyone up and it just spits you out at the end of it. And at the end of it, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. You just become consumed by the fame and the clout. And I also want to add to that is the fact that like, while these people are getting consumed and spit out and how it represents Hollywood is also the fact that like, it spits out the things that we see the most valuable. We yeah. see gold, the chains, everything that we think is a marker of fame and material wealth gets spit out. And you're but it gone, kept it kept the people. It kept the things that we we that we don't value each that other. We don't value. Yeah, one hundred percent. Speaking of being undervalued, I think that Nope is actually a love letter to crew because mm. everyone in there are the people who don't really get represented in the Hollywood film space. Ah, no one yeah. talks about the gaff or the. And everyone who the directs the, the animal trainers, the, the only people that really get the praise Tech are the guys. actors and then the directors, and then that's it. Whereas mm-hmm. I think this actually brought it in and highlighted how much they contributed. And OJ's jacket on the back of it says crew. It does. And so I just think that that was a nice parallel and a good thank you to Jordan Peele and his guys for highlighting those people who virtually never get any recognition in the film industry. I also love that the monster is basically a vagina monster. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's 100% it a vagina monster. Like, as yeah. it was sucking up, it had, like, ridges that, like, I yeah. just kept thinking, like, a dick is supposed to fit through here. And then it's even more so a vagina monster because then when it starts flowing, and it, and it like, yeah, it's yeah. like the, the late, like, no, Jordan, Jordan knew 100% what he was doing. Jordan, Jordan had a lot of little Easter eggs in there. Uh, I loved how... At first, you think, okay, it's a UFO. Where's the aliens in there? This is why it was very arrival to me of he changed the idea of what we think an alien is, what we think a UFO is. That was very beautiful in how he did that. Yeah, because not every alien is just a human-esque version of yourself. Not, not those movies. not those little people that we thought he saw with, that with OJ the massive punched. eyes. That One of the really, best yeah. scenes when OJ thinks it's like, oh, shit, they're looking at him, and he punches mm. it. That's a fucking kid. That kid got decked. <laughs> so love that another scene i really really love is when um is when oj not is when oj's riding um riding the horse oh no driving the car and they're in the house and everything's getting sucked up and and all that blood just starts gushing onto the house because the animal ate that metal horse and threw that metal horse on the ground because it wasn't consumable. And then she's dropping just all that blood and fucking Kiki Palmer's like, nope, nope, we getting the fuck out of here. And I love that it's (laughs) called nope because that's how black people would respond. Yeah, that's how black Yeah, and that's how black people respond to seeing most horror movies. It's just nope, and then they're bouncing out of here. Yep. Uh, Any other scenes you like? Because I'm just going through scenes that I Um, think of. Okay, a scene I like because I thought Linda would steal it from me. As you know, me and Lennon both love anime, and one of the greatest anime movies ever made is Akira. And the oh, Akira yeah. slide, as, he as did he's it. coming over there, I'm like, damn, Jordan, that's a great illusion. Because no one does that in any motorcycle scene. 
besides Akira Kurosawa. And I think it's interesting. Well, no, no, the Akira movie, not Akira Kurosawa. That's the that's the director. Yeah, the movie. My fault. And it's interesting because he was supposed to make Akira. They make the live action Akira. Yeah, yeah. he was one hundred percent. Good call. Good call. I like that. Uh, another scene I like is when you meet Steve Ewan and you go through his backstory of explaining Gordy's home and whatnot when he's talking mm-hmm. to him and OJ and OJ is trying to uh buy back the horses. And it just shows how, again, to the about not focusing on the prize, OJ is there to talk about business and money and those two got yeah. easily distracted. But it shows the trauma that Steve Ewan is still dealing with because he's acting like, oh, everything's normal, putting on a face, a front, yeah. a lie. But this dude is still that five, that, 12 year old kid that, under the table. That scared 12 year old. Yep. In and also CGI. that that parallels back to the you have to put on a front to try to succeed, mm-hmm. in, especially in Hollywood and the film industry. And I mean, look, this is a very allegorical film because almost virtually everything ties back to Jordan Peele's major themes. I will also highlight the fact that, like, this is a very like animal activist, animal rights forward film because, like, the chimp is also the parallel to the alien yeah. and the fact that like you can't exploit it for what it is because in the end of the day, it's still an animal that should have yep. its own rights and its own autonomy and using it for spectacle and is eventually going to be your downfall. It makes sense because at, if you look at Steve Ewan's character, he respected that, that the animal was, that mm-hmm. the chimp was still an animal, didn't cross his boundary, wasn't trying to, and reached out to be his friend. Whereas when he's an adult, he loses all of that, even though yeah, he's still that the, kid. And he even exploits their horses. Yep, exactly. Yeah. He's buying the horses just to use them to sell. Just to use them, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, so the alien bites it or eats it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it. I thought another scene I like is meeting Angel Torres. When we talk mm-hmm. about the actors, I thought Brandon Pereira is a fucking star. Every scene he was in, it was scene stealing. When he was setting up the cameras, the the humor between him and Kiki Palmer was great. Mm-hmm. I thought Kiki acted her ass off in this role. Yeah. I love Kiki. Kind of needed this film. I, we're gonna talk about it. I love the yeah. brother sister dynamic between OJ yeah. and him the entire time. Like one of the scenes is right after she was like, "You want to raid Dad's like card?" And he's like, "I got the weed ready." She was like, "Oh, you should have said that." <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say sibling love is also a big theme in this because like it is OJ and M have a great sibling relationship in this, and that's we don't really see a lot of that in like horror movies because usually it's every man for himself. But see, that's because I don't think it's know? a real horror movie. I don't it's think not- it's a real horror. You see. I kind of keep Peel in the mind of like horror. I think he's getting out of it's that. It's really more of a psychological thriller. Because I, I, I think, when we, when I think we talk that's about good for him, because he doesn't want to yeah. get boxed into that that horror. When we talk about his next movie, like exactly. When we talk about his next movie, I want him to do something completely different. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Any other scenes you got before we uh, jump to some of the acting talks? The only other scene I got is um, whenever the cameraman gets swept up in you know the dust and he dies, and I'm like, that's mm-hmm. the perfect parallel. Dying for one's art. You could have gotten out of there but you chose to stay he wanted the perfect shot and at and the end also, of the day you won't be able to see your work I thought it was interesting that he was the only one to die and Brandon mm-hmm. Pereira was saved as well as yeah. Palmer I thought that was very interesting how they were saved um, I also love how OJ was going to sacrifice himself but in turn ended up saving everybody and I love that final scene of him doing the ride through of the horse and then jumping yeah. into the thing that was fucking act like that's yeah. how to film action without throwing a single punch. Yeah. That was All beautiful. Cinematography, they shot like those night scenes beautifully. And then looking through like, the cloud trying to find yeah. where the thing is. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was all amazing. Um, I'm trying to think anything else 
that I feel is worth uh, mentioning. Oh, I guess, Steve, you win the scene where when you see uh, fucking the alien come and suck him and oh, all yeah, of that, yeah. uh, that all that uh, amusement park. Yeah. Suck everything up. So those are our favorite scenes. Uh, if you have one scene that you would say is the best scene overall, what would you say? I'd have to say the I love the Akira slide. Okay. But I'll say the best scene is whenever the chimp murders the, the ah, family. Steve yeah. family. It's hard not to choose that. Because one. that is essentially that illustrates the theme of, of the this movie. movie. Yeah. Exploitation and the spectacular. Well, not spectacular, the spectacle. Yeah. The spectacle worship, the spectacle culture. I think that I'ma choose when I think I'm going to choose starting when the TMZ guy is about to die and he and OJ is like, I'm sorry, brother, you you chose this. And then it starts the great yeah. action scene of him chasing, running the uh, alien down and then jumping mm-hmm. into the uh, into the shed. That's yeah. my favorite scene by far. Second yeah. place when OJ punches the alien, because that was the true. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and I thought that was beautiful of him to like play with our emotions and be like, oh, we think this the aliens following him. Nah, this is a joke. Aliens don't look like this, you dummies. Yeah. This isn't this isn't that. All right, let's talk about the best actor in the acting. I thought Daniel Kaluuya, Daniel Kaluuya it's gonna be inc- Bob De Niro and Marty Scorsese. Look, he was incredible. And let me tell you why. He's incredible because this was the most different role I've seen him do. And the fact is he talked very little, but it was acting with body language facial expressions, and body motion. I can't say he was the best actor in this movie because he didn't talk that much and because of what Kiki, Kiki Palmer and Brandon Pereira did, but it's it's hard not to say Daniel Kaluuya wasn't batting a, a thousand. Like, he's, yeah. he won't win an Oscar, but he should be nominated for this for how yeah. well he body language acted. Yeah. Like, it and was incredible. This further diversifies his portfolio as an actor because, I mean, look, Daniel Kaluuya probably is the head, or if not the head, the co-head of this next generation of actors. I know he's a little bit on the older side at 31, you, you know, You know I got it. To me, and I, and I need to start giving him his props, to me it's Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. Adam Driver, okay. John David Washington, mm-hmm. Jonathan Majors, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Damn you! A lot oh, of people and, put and, Timothy, and, and, and Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, yeah, Timothy Chalamet, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet is also in that list. But he, he I think, the he big, does very niche films. I, I think he's not there yet. I think he has still has more to grow. Whereas Robert Pattinson, uh, John David Washington, Jonathan Majors, Adam Driver, and and Kaluuya are all mm-hmm. in their prime right now, batting a thousand. Like yeah. those dudes are the five best actors today. There's no one better than those five. Yeah. And I didn't have Kaluuya in there at first until I saw him in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Messiah, That's where I was like, okay, this guy is that guy. And funny enough, you say Lakeith. I feel like Lakeith is this generation's Gary Oldman, like the perfect Ah, character actor. Yeah. Like can do it all. But Kaluuya proved he's a leading man and he proved that he's peels Robert De Niro with this movie. Yeah, Robert. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Like that, that's good to have that collaboration because, like, we don't see that really in black filmmaking. No, not, not with, I mean, like, the only one we saw is Spike Lee and Denzel. Spike Lee and Denzel. And that's and it. And that, that ended relatively quickly. Yeah, Will didn't have one. Uh, Jamie didn't have one. Will didn't so, have one. 
Yeah, it was really just you Denzel. Could, you could maybe say Sam and Quentin, but I, Quentin is. But there. but we're talking about a black director, and yeah, talking about black director, but, black actor. But Sam and Quentin is one, one thousand percent. Sam and Quentin is one, yeah, yeah, like one thousand percent. That might be Quentin's number one guy. Yeah. Because he's been in the most movies. You can't tell. Yeah, like, he has been, yeah. like, yeah, he likes Tim Roth. Yeah, he likes working with um um blanking on his name. Um Mr. Mr. Blonde, who cut the ear off. Uh uh, uh you're talking about um Fuck. I'm, he's not John not Travolta. No, not Harvey Keitel. It's the it's the other black hair. He he was the other Vega brother. It's uh, Vincent okay. Vega and then this Vega. And I can't think of his name right now. He plays Bill's brother in Kill Bill. Uh, he's also in the hateful eight Tarantino loves him, but it's Sam. Sam is the guy like, just like Leo had his error with, with Quentin. Leo had his error with Scorsese, but Brad Pitt did as well. But oh, Michael, Madsen? Of, Michael Madsen. Yeah. That's another Tarantino guy. But when you think of the one it's, it's Sam. And I love that Kaluuya is that, but we got to give Kiki Palmer her props. Kiki this, Palmer stole the show. This movie shows why she is still one of the best actresses out. She needs to start getting more roles like this. And I think the reason yeah. why she doesn't is because, oh, people see her as, if not the child actor who is Akilah in the B, they see her as a TV host. And when you host yeah. TV and media, it's hard to get Oscar-level films. And it was yeah. great for Jordan Peele to give her that shot because now she can start to get more films. Yeah, because you could see that like she was, I don't want to say slowly getting overtaken because she was getting overtaken by the Zendayas and the other women of that character. No, who she was. Coming, who kept coming back in films after films after films, and her career was slowly dwindling. But now that and she's got... And not deal, dwindling, it was just she was doing other stuff. But yeah, no, as film buffs, she wasn't getting into the films. She yeah. was still doing she was her doing TV other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Making money. But Kiki killed it, loved her entire role. But I think we have a new star. Oh, and of course... Stevie Wynn killed it. I thought Stevie yeah, Wynn, Steve Wynn. Steve was, Wynn it was incredible. Like those three were amazing. But Brandon Pereira is a new star, man. Brandon Pereira, who played the tech guy, um, mm. he played what's his name, a Angel Torres. I thought he was a star. I thought every time he was on screen, he took he took the screen, he took mm. everybody's attention. I thought he, in terms of speaking roles. I have him second behind Kiki Palmer, tied with Steve Nguyen. See, I have Kiki, Steve, and then him. Ah, uh, okay. I just thought what this kid did was in the way he tackled humor. I thought it was incredible. Mm -hmm. I got, I got to give him his props over Steve. Who would you mm -hmm. say overall best actor of the movie? Kiki Palmer. Kiki, Kiki Palmer. Palmer. I'm gonna give it to Kaluuya just because of the body language acting. Like, yeah, I he mean, sold, he sold me he, on he everything. He had that like quiet place vibe. Like, if, if you don't have to uh, honestly, if emotion. it's if that's Michael B. Jordan, the movie doesn't fucking work. If that's anyone yeah. but Kaluuya, the movie doesn't work. Like, and and yeah. and I love Robert, I love Jonathan Majors, I love John David Washington, I love Pattinson, I love Driver. It's just the way Kaluuya just was moving, walking, he mm -hmm. felt like OJ. And that's a testament to his ability it. as an actor. Yep. The fact that like he can jump out of one suit and jump into another one because some of these actors, once you see their face, they're indistinguishable from their next character. Michael B. Like Jordan Pattinson will B. always be the Batman. See, Michael I B. Don't Jordan know. will I always don't know. be free. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna say this with Pattinson. I think because of good time and because of how good of an actor he was jumping in, in the king, how the king is very different from good time, which is very different from uh no, the lighthouse. 
but those he was more of a side character because Chalamet did run the king. All right, but Lighthouse, he's the main guy. Good time yeah, is the main guy. The main guy yeah, yeah. Whereas Michael, I, I agree with you with Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. He's Jordan will be creed. forever Michael creed. B. Jordan. And like, yeah. yeah, like I don't I think even, even I think even transcended Creed. Like when you know how when black people see an actor, they say, Oh, look, it's Creed. I, I don't think he's the character anymore. I think he's just Michael B. Jordan, the actor. He's yeah, I know how you like to say he's the face actor because every time we see him, like Will Smith, he is Will Smith of this new era, a face actor, not doing serious acting, not gonna be an Oscar guy. He might get one late in his career, like Will, but Mm -hmm. he's not he's not on the Denzel path like Kaluuya and John David and Jonathan Majors. Yeah, because they're going for more prestige film, you know. Exactly. So you and Michael B is going for that bag again, spectacle culture. Yep. You went with Kiki, I went with Daniel. What would you say is the winner of the movie? Who won? There's a lot of winners. A lot of losers, too, though. Okay, I'll say this. The overarching theme winner, I want to say is animal rights, because that's something that... Uh, Boo! We need a character! We need a character! If you want a character, fine. If you want a character, because you just love taking characters, because it's so simplistic. (laughs) I'd say the winner... It's probably Kiki. Okay, um, see, I want to say the director because he he accomplishes life purpose of getting the perfect yeah, shot. Look, you look. can't take my answer. See, that's artistic. That there you go. <laughs> you can take that. Take it. I'll say M because M in the end of it, M has the greatest art. Yeah, she does, and now she can be rich because she found aliens. She found aliens. But I could say it was OJ because OJ grew out of his dad's shadow and did his own thing. Yeah, but you wanted to say, oh, Jordan Peele. <laughs> I know. I didn't say Jordan Peele. I'm talking about the director in the movie. Oh, okay. Like okay, the guy okay. who died and got the perfect it. shot. Like the dude uh, accomplished but, his life goal. But the problem is, is it a life goal if you die? Yeah, because he, he, felt, he felt it was Remember, okay for him to die. But he didn't get to see the perfect shot. It does, no, he did when he filmed it. When he filmed it, he, oh, he saw died. it. Okay. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, he... By filming it and dying and accepting death, he told Brandon Pereira, he was like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to do it and accomplish my goal. And he did that. Okay. This is one of the few films where someone dies where you can say he didn't lose. Yeah. Okay. Nah, there you go. I got you. But I'm okay with him winning. I'm okay with Kaluuya winning. I'm even okay with Pereira winning because dude came and was a tech guy and now is going to make money because he helped them film. Like he just stumbled into this. But then, if you want to start talking about the L's. Oh, it is Steve Ewan's family. Yeah, Steve Ewan's family. <laughs> yeah. Steve Ewan, his entire family died. His They're entire gone. childhood family died at in Gordy's home. And then now his entire real family died. He's gone. And, and he got eaten by the vagina monster. Like, ooh. Imagine <laughs> Why do you want to call by the that. Like, bro, no. Imagine. Yes, it has a period. Yes, it looks like a vagina Imagine getting sucked up all the way, like, shot up like a bullet, and then you're sliding through something and it eats you. Oh, that must be miserable. It did have a period when it bled everywhere. Yeah, when the oh, blood came it, out. Nah, that's a yeah. vagina monster. That's 1,000 <laughs> vagina monster. I didn't even think of that. Beautiful. Yeah, loser. I got Steve Ewan's character. Who you got? I got Stevie Wood's family. Oh, the whole family. <laughs> okay. Massacred by the <laughs> Who is the sixth man of the movie? So let's go through the starters. Kaluuya. Kaluuya, Kiki, Kiki Stevie Wynn, Pereira. Pereira director. Director? director. So who would the sixth man be? Is it is it Gordy? 
I don't think it is Gordy. It could be Gordy. <laughs> is it fucking Gordy? Or is it the alien? Is it, is it the vagina uh, monster? <laughs> or is the vagina monster a starter? Okay, if the vagina monster is a starter, then the director is the six man. Because he, yeah. he, he comes to his goal. Oh, no, I got the six man. I'm giving it to Keith David, Otis Sr. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm giving it to I'm giving it to Keith David, six man, Otis Sr. That's my six man. Well, this is my thing. If the alien is a starter, then I give it to the director. Okay, I like that. The director wasn't in that much in the movie, whereas the vagina monster's in the whole thing. Yeah, the vagina monster is in the whole thing. I like how we're just going to call the vagina That's monster. what it's named, like 100%. So it's you Jean win. Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is Jean Jacket. It is Jean Jacket. <laughs> well, Don't do it like that. You went with, uh, what's the, oh, Anter's host, a renowned cinematographer? Yeah. And I went with Keith David, Otis Sr. Okay, so... We did winner, we did six man, we did loser, we did best scene, we did best actor. Now let's do um let's do the rating one through ten. What you're rating it? It's look. I'm giving it an eight five. Oh, is okay. that low? That's kind of low. Which was going eight eight? I gave it a nine one. Ooh, okay, okay. I see where. Now look, oh, let me preface this. I gave get out. A nine eight. So Ooh, that's too high for get out for me. Okay. Eight five is too low. I'm going nine flat. Nine flat? Okay. Nine flat. Nine flat. I'm going nine flat. You're right. This is a great movie. I'm I'm Ooh. nine flat. Yeah. I got get out at like eight five. That's especially the get fact out. that like people from the Hollywood world are like, oh, I can't understand this movie, or like, oh, it doesn't make any sense. And they're getting shit on through the major yeah. themes of this movie. It's like everything's on the nose. And some people loved it. You can just tell, like, if the people who loved it got it, and the people who didn't yeah. just didn't, didn't get it. Like, like I can't believe they thought, like, what does the monkey have to do? Like, bro, were you watching bro, the fucking the, movie? Especially, like, the Paul Brothers, like, they are the epicenter of spectacle of culture. Yeah. And it's just showing, look how blind you are to your own spectacle. 100%. Now let's talk about Daniel and Jordan. I want them to do a noir movie. I want them to do an, it has to have action in it. Like, I don't want to say a detective, but maybe like a hitman, like something. But also, you're, you're very privy to the crime noir, Sean. I, I want them to do a crime noir. Every great director does one. Whether or not you're the horror guy or not, you have to have one. And Jordan realizes that by making sci-fi. And you can still do crime noir and have your horror elements. Like, make mm -hmm. the serial killer be like, a make like a seven. Yes. Like yes. Not and and have it to where Kaluuya is the lead detective. He can have a partner and have a and like mm -hmm. have a killer and do something like that. Like you're gonna do Akira. That's basically an action movie with some horror elements. So he wants to have horror elements and everything. We'll do a crime noir. Mm -hmm. What would you want to see Peel do? I I think I'd want to see him like the movie that pops into my head because I didn't think about it by genre was Prisoners. Was oh, that's, a, prisoners yeah, is the yeah. same thing. That's crime noir. Yeah, crime. Yeah, I see it now. But I feel like he'd need to have a more psychological human villain and make the yeah. whole from that. Yeah, of, like that's what I said. A serial I know killer. He's been dealing with. Yeah, I know he's been dealing with the whole mystical alien or different. But I mean, if he goes more in a get out route where, you know, the, it's more human, I can look. He'd, that's he'd what be I'm saying. There. Let him. Let him have a serial killer who's doing something like targeting black women for some reason he can have his he can have his commentary on race that way or whatever it may it be in like yeah and in the heinous ways in which the murders are conducted would be like yep. the horror. and like and like the fucking uh or media, like 
The media isn't covering it because it's a black woman. Yeah. And then you could have a white woman die. The killer makes a mistake and or, kills a white woman and blows up. Yeah. Or the other thing could be like, because I know he likes to do a lot of twists, is if Daniel Cool is the lead detective, the killer could be his, his buddy detective. Could and it goes some, like that. Something like that. But I think those two need to continue to work. And I think for Kaluuya, yeah. he needs to give him an action detective style movie. Mm -hmm. He needs one. Like every mm -hmm. great pairing has that, whether it's a gangster film, whether it's a, mm -hmm. a, a detective, just something in the crime genre. Mm -hmm. And see, I don't think he could do a gangster film because that could you couldn't have the horror elements in it. Yeah. I don't think Peel's that you type could, of director. You could kind of say Clue's already done a kind of gangster film with Queen and Slim. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Bonnie and Clyde, I guess. Bonnie and Clyde on the run gangsters. Yeah, He's already kind of done that. So He'd need I, a more of a psychological crime. Now, crime yeah, no, film. I'm with you. But I, I, I don't count that per se, but I see what you're saying. I, I can rock with mm -hmm. that. Okay, cool. So anything else you got on this movie? Um, i just like to say, I mean, if this is where Peel is going and he's on this trajectory, in the next five to ten years, we're going to be saying he's up there with some of the greatest directors of all. Oh yeah, he's going to be up there with the with the with the Nolans, with, with the, the Tarantinos, Tarantino's the Scorseses. Yeah, like right now when we say with Nolan and Villeneuve, we're talking about active, but Nolan and Villeneuve has transcended active and is active. part of that is part of that squad of Tarantinos. Mm -hmm. Spielberg's them. If Peel does that, I, I agree with you 100%. And same, thing with, same thing with Kaluuya. If he continues on this path, he's going to be a part of the best actors of all mm -hmm. time. So yeah. 100%. Tell the people where they can follow you at on social media, Lil Reg. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Reginald Rito, no D. And then uh, Instagram, Reggie.Rito, no caps. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Lil Reg. And with that being said, back to you, Schubert, to finish Bros Who Binge. All right, yeah, so you liked it, huh? Yeah, no, I looked. It's very mixed reviews, Shuby, but after Us, I liked it a lot. And you know, I didn't watch Get Out when everybody did. Get Out's a good movie, but Shubert, I fucking love this movie. There's a, bro, I don't want to spoil it, but like the Steve Ewen's character... Bruh. Bruh. Uh, is, is Kiki Palmer warranted in her Twitter rant from the other day? What'd she say? Um, let me see if I still have that. <laughs> Wait, did she delete it? I like... No, I mean, I think I'm let pretty me, sure let I me pull a it up. of it. I'm going to pull it up, see if she deleted it. She she was going off about... About what people... Oh, was it about Logan Paul? Disrespected. Oh, about how she's disrespected. Yeah, oh. like an actress. Like people don't like understand how great she is. Bro, I'm a, look. Kiki was incredible in that movie, bro. Kiki was legitimately incredible. Kiki might have been the best part of that movie, Schubert. Like real shit. She killed it. And I think because of how we view Kiki Palmer as someone that what that can host things, that was a child actor that sings like Kiki Palmer is multifaceted and we don't really see her as an actor first, but Schubert, she's one of the best actresses a lot. She might be, she might be as good as Zendaya, if not better, like real shit. Kiki Palmer's that girl. Yeah. Her thing was like a great example of colorism is to believe I can be compared to anyone. I'm the youngest talk show host ever. The first yep. black woman to star in her own show on Nickelodeon yep. and the youngest and first black Cinderella on Broadway. I'm an incomparable talent. Baby, this is Kiki Palmer. I've been a leading lady since I was 11 years old. Yep, and she I didn't have... 100 credits. 
Yep. And currently starring in an original screenplay that is the number one film at the box office. I yep. have a, a blessed career thus far, and I couldn't ask for more, but God continues to surprise Hey, me. she's right, well, and look. My pushback is like 100 credits, and like how many of them are actually good? <laughs> Don't do that to Kiki. Wait, look you, at them. I'm going to pull them up. But I'll say this. Unlike some of the other child stars, she didn't have that, I'm hooked on drugs, I'm fucked up, like, she yeah. didn't have that. Like, she battled through it, and you got to give her her credit, man. Like, her and Austin Butler and Zendaya really are those ones. Now, to your point, outside of Nope and some of the stuff that's coming up, she doesn't have any big hits, but I think that's – in Hustler, she was great, but I think that's because of the fact yeah. that she was a child star, but more so that she's a TV host. And you know how it is for us in media. It's hard to see media people go and transition to act. That's why they're more inclined to write and produce and do things behind the scenes than on the scenes. Right. And she had voices in Ice Age, which in, she's in. She was in Scream Queens, which you like, which was an average show. I did not like that. Oh, show. I thought you liked that show. <laughs> I did like Scream, the TV series, but not the season she was on. Oh, uh, OK. OK. That was the worst season. Oh, um, damn. Was she bad? I don't know, because I watched the first episode and it's like, nope. Okay, well, look. You can, you can I, really only do that one time. I hope that this is the start of her really be, getting into acting. Right. It, it should I be. agree with that. Oh, I didn't realize she was in my ear, too. Yeah, uh, great voice. Yeah, great voice. Yeah, like, I'm just saying, Kiki, when, when, I, when I tell you this, Kiki stood toe-to-toe with Daniel Kaluuya and Steve Nguyen, and she was great. Like, I can't say that Daniel Kaluuya outacted her. I can't say that Steve Nguyen outacted her. She might have been the best character in the fucking movie. And let me tell you, Schubert, there's a there's a Latino guy by the name of Brandon Pereira. That dude's a fucking star. Like that dude's a fucking star. Kiki Palmer, Brandon Pereira, Steve Nguyen, and Daniel Kaluuya, fucking stars. And I want to see Daniel do more stuff with Jordan Peele. I love how they have this Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro thing going on. All right. Well, yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out and we'll see you at, at Kiki Palmer's rise is now. I mean, no, this I, could be look, her, I, I need you to watch it just for I need you to watch it just for the shit that is involved with a monkey. That's all I'm going to say. You will freak out when you see this shit. <laughs> all right. Um, let's, let's, all right let's, let's do Gray Man first. We got to wrap things up. Are, are you sure you want to do Gray Man? Yeah, no, no. Let's do Gray Man first because I want to have fun. We've already talked about a lot of it. Yeah, I want to have fun with Bachelorette at the end. Let's do Gray Man first. I'm going to put this on YouTube as a thing. Okay, so I love Schubert. I'm so sad you didn't like it, but I understand it was. I loved Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling so much in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were they acted good. I mean Anna Darmus did fine. I, I mean, liked like, Anna. Story that and like the whole story is like interesting. I just think the story like, didn't. I just can't get... Yeah, go ahead, say it. I just couldn't get past like that. The Russos are just so pedestrian <laughs> and as directors, like they're just like they just make the most pedestrian, basic. <laughs> they make like, average no movies. Heart. Yeah. It was average. And like, they, I didn't like the ending. They totally forgot the old man, like the guy behind Ray J. Paul, all the shit he was doing. Like, who was the the the, the senator? Yeah, like or that was like, you know, what was the whole deal with like the flash drive or the disc or whatever that they were trying to <laughs> like, 
And so, I mean, like, obviously it's probably going to be explored farther in the, in the sequel, but at yep. that point I was like, why is this movie ending? Like, we don't even know like what happened with all this. Exactly. Stuff. Like and then, that like, was, that's and my, I feel like Jessica Henwick, Henwick was like wasted. Yeah. But, I, mean, like, like, she, I didn't, she, fine at the end but i mean like she's the, way more she's way more prominent of an action uh, than actress yeah to, to do the, just that role to like, just talk yeah i thought to do she, because she you should have let her actually act and be an action star in this i agree i had problems with that also didn't like how she became the badass at the end and like you said nothing happened to Reggie paul she just accept being his bitch again like, I was just like, right. whatever. Maybe, like you said, maybe that's exploring the sequel. Like, I didn't like the ending, like I said, with the old man. But the stuff I did like, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling's dynamic. I thought Chris Evans outdueled Ryan Gosling. This was Ryan Gosling from Nice Guys toned down. But like you said, the dialogue wasn't as good, so he couldn't go all the way up to Guy Ritchie, Nice Guys level. But I think Chris Evans made the best of, because I think he knows the Russo brothers by now, of how to, like, improvise and i think he improvised some shit and i thought chris evans was the best person on the show yeah i mean he seemed like the one person who felt the most comfortable to be there which he felt like the most hard like like you said they were like just reading lines just following the motions right like you know and i could believe the connection between ryan goss and little girl yeah i i believe that i mean i felt like but it was just like a lot of the other stuff. And then like what I was saying earlier on the podcast, it was just like the unrealistic overkill of this action movie. It's just like, you know, there's no way that like the CIA can just like have somebody get hired and then have them completely destroy and dismantle yeah. Prague and like have to be no reproduction. Like, That's what Jessica Henry was saying. And see, okay, you're yeah. right. That is not realistic, but fuck it. Michael Bay does crazier shit. So I was just like, I just looked at this. This is like a Michael Bay movie. You just got to suspend your disbelief. Schubert. Just toss it out the window and whatever happens. Okay, whatever. Fuck logic. This isn't the real world. The CIA not doing this. But like you said, Chris Evans just was like, fuck you, Jessica Henwick. Suck my dick. I'm going to just keep blowing shit up. Blow everything up. Kill then, all the cops. Kill I, every cop. Bro, like. every cop just got fucked up. Like every time Ryan Gosling was about to get arrested, it was just, oh, here's how they're gonna get out of it this time. <laughs> but I, okay, I mean, so it, what would it you? Wasn't like terrible. I mean, it was just that's average. what I'm saying. That, know, one exactly. I thought, okay, I will say this. Triple Frontier is probably the best of these. The Ben Affleck one. I would say this is right under it. And then Old Guard and Extraction. Probably, yeah. But but I will say this. The Russos, frauds. Frauds. Cherry ass. This average. Extraction, meh. Well, and like... This was the whole team that did the Avengers movies. Yep. Like the writers. Yeah. I'm like, it just shows how much. And see, that goes back to my point about Daniel Desecret and that like Kevin Feige's like, I'm doing these fucking movies. <laughs> it's basically Feige. Cause like, I don't believe the Russo brothers. Like, I really don't believe the Russo brothers directed Civil War. I mean, uh, uh, Civil War and all Endgame. those movies now. In, well, no, they did Civil War. Infinity War and Endgame. I don't believe that there was uh, the guys who made Infinity War didn't make uh didn't make the Gray Man. Well, I don't believe Joss Whedon made Avengers either. Because I mean, <laughs> I've seen other Joss Whedon movies and they're just not they're just not good. So, Feige, man, 
Feige, baby. He's getting secret directors to come and direct these shits. <laughs> he is the king to Modoc. Mean, yeah. Puppeteer. Exactly. But like, but I will say this. Is The Gray Man a top movie of the year? No. Was it a fun action film for me? Yes. Was it average like Schubert said? Yes. Hopefully Bullet Train's better next week. Are you going to watch that? Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I mean, it's just one of those things where like, I just don't trust Netflix anymore with anything. I just, I can't believe. Like, I'm not going to think that Netflix is going to produce any product that is more so than just average. I mean, the only one I'm, I can say. Besides Stranger Things. I mean, Stranger Things was great. I finally finished it. And I, you know, it it was, you know, the, while the finale is ridiculously long, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything makes sense and it was very well done. See, I think the next, the next Netflix cliffhanger. I think there's going to be two Netflix things this year that we like blonde and the glass onion, uh, the, the, uh, knives out too. Yeah. They got lucky that Ryan Johnson <laughs> sold it to them. Do that with him. Yeah. <laughs> and they got lucky that blonde wasn't purchased by Warner brothers because Warner brothers thought it was too scandalous. Cause that was almost about to be a Warner brothers thing. We're doing better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Netflix. Oh man, and you see why we rated them so low. I I had such I like I the gray man should like Schubert said, it should have been better. This could have been this generation's Jason Bourne, but instead it's just an average Ryan Gosling movie. Right. Like it it could have been like like I almost feel bad for the dude who wrote these books. I'm sure the books are great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like this could have been like so I feel good. bad. I feel bad for Gosling because we always ask him to do an action movie, and the one he does, he was with the fucking Russos. <laughs> I mean, you're bad. He know, but I'm just saying, like the one time he does an action movie, he gets the most average action movie. Yeah. So hopefully it's better. Yeah. But all right, yeah. So what would you rate it out of ten? Six. Okay, that I'm at a seven. Five so. five. Oh, don't do five. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you at six. <laughs> Stay at six. Because <laughs> I'm at a seven. Just because of how much I loved Gosling and Evans. I can't remember what the line was, but there was one line in there that was like within the Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans fight. Where I was like, that is one of the worst lines I've ever heard. <laughs> Which one was it? When he dropped the grenade? Like some, no, it was like something that, that end fight where like he just said some like cursing thing. Like, you know, that's like shit in a piss pot or something like oh i don't know what you're talking about her when curse heard that she was like what did he just say i was like i i don't know i was like i was like i was like what the fuck was that line like who wrote that the fuck that wasn't in the book i can't or maybe that was him improvising and russo was like yeah man do it keep it yeah that could have been chris evans just can't curse Like Shia LaBeouf and I'm Robot. (laughs) But now let's talk about the best shit from the week. Boy. Let's talk about let's talk about how bad Claim the Fame. Oh yeah. Claim claim the Fame. I I liked it at first, but now it's just pissing me off that the that the country singer and Brett Favre's daughter is conspiring against the black people. Conspiring. Right. Conspiring. Like Like, the black lady set it up. Mark to put up LC. Like they straight up set it up to where, oh, Brett Favre's daughter's getting out of here. And then boom, they conspired against him. And then they took uh your man out uh from Laverne Laverne's 
at X. That black lady should have never told him who X was. They didn't. She didn't. Oh, she just figured it out? I thought she told her. No, they figured it out uh, because um, Simone Biles is sister. Oh, yeah. Got the clue and brought it to uh, to Lark. And they were like, you're right. Oh, she's a new black. Oh. Yeah, so be Laverne. Yeah, no, no, Laverne you're right. I, I, I don't know why I thought the black lady told him, but yeah, she bro. Just kept talking about it in her DR or whatever. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah that, uh, this show is making me mad. <laughs> like, I'm that country guy's gonna win because no one's gonna figure out who he's related to. No one. No. Like, that's still wrong now. Like, the dude is so safe. No one even attempts to figure it out. <laughs> like, they don't even yeah. talk about him. No, they did this episode. They talked to him. They were like, uh, like Brett Favre's daughter was like asking, like, so is it like your grandpa or your dad? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brett Favre's daughter. They're dumb. like, do you live? Do you live in Texas or, or Tennessee, Tennessee or Georgia? And he's like, Well, what do you think? <laughs> they're not. They're not gonna figure it out. I feel like they're saving Simone Biles's sister and Brett Favre's daughter until they get yeah. yeah until they get everybody out yep so yeah they, they've said as much they were like yeah we know that that's my bio's sister but we'll, we're just know. waiting till it's yeah if, if we need it if we need we'll it, use we it. Pull it so hold, I, I i look who do you want to win right now if you had to pick i want Whoopi goldberg's granddaughter to win sure i like her she don't bother nobody right who, who do you think who do you think pepper is because i can't i, think I have no idea I feel like she's related she's to someone. Like related to Prince Pierce Brosnan or something. I'm about to. I'm hold on. Pepper claimed the fame because I was looking at this earlier. I think Lark is related to Catherine Zeta Jones. Maybe she don't look like her. Oh. Hold on, Pepper. They said I'm sure Pep- we've oh, never go googled ahead. this, but I'm sure that we can find the answers. They said that they feel that Pepper is related to a comedian. Um. Oh no, no. They said that's a lie. Never mind. Oh, Dean Martin. They think that she's Dean Martin related to Dean Martin. She kind of looks like okay. Dean Martin. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Another people think she's key, she's related to Maya Rudolph, which, bro, she kind of looks like white Maya Rudolph. Or right. Kristen. Or yeah, Kristen Shaw. Yeah. All right, well, uh, it's not either of them because, like, they're she's talked about her clues and, like, they don't match up with that. What's her clues? Anyway, let's talk about The Bachelorette. Um, you know, you hate Rachel, bro. Rachel fucking Uh, sucks. Like, do you not think she sucks? A lot of the guys also don't like Rachel. Like, bro, she okay, so she she's talking to Gabby, like, oh, well, we need to we need to be in control of this, we need to we need to get them to say who they want to be with. So then when they say who they want to be with. She's getting upset saying, oh, I'm getting rejected in public. Like Gabby just didn't get rejected in public the night before when she was crying to you. And then she has the nerve to tell Gabby, oh, well, yours was in private. Mine's in public. This is embarrassing. Bitch, y'all are both on TV. Right. (laughs) It's public to everyone. Like, and those guys said meaner shit to Gabby than the dude said to you. The dude just said, I'm sorry, Rachel. We're more into Gabby. Well, the other guy was like, yeah, you're kind of a lot. <laughs> it, I mean, it also is embarrassing to say, Meatball, will you accept this rose? And the homie say, mm, no. And then at the Even end, though, and then at the end, he goes, he's going to let him back. 
<laughs> He's gonna bring him back because I saw him in I saw him in the uh the keys. I saw like his, his, his straggly beard. <laughs> and he's only there to try to get Gabby. <laughs> that sick he that or he's there just to get on paradise or whatever. And right. then that dude definitely didn't want to say yeah. That dude wanted to turn her down. The last one? Hayden? Hayden? Hayden didn't want to be that well, way. He, he was with there Rachel. for Rachel. But you don't remember he, in the he middle told Gabby of that. that. But you don't remember in the middle of the episode, he was like, I'm, I'm thinking I'm starting to fall for Gabby more. You don't remember that? No, because he went because he went up to Gabby and told her that she was rough around the edges. I thought after that, hold on, I'm gonna have to rewatch the end. No, dude, like he was always been there for Rachel since the since the jump, and he's not trying to be there for Gabby. See, well then why? There are dudes who were there for Rachel who are trying to be there for Gabby. Hold on, like I'm, about to, I'm about to Google Hayden Bachelorette because there was theories on Twitter saying that he didn't want to be there for uh, Rachel to, at the end. Bro, he's never wavered from wanting to be there with Rachel. All right, we gonna and, see. Like, he he legitimately like made Gabby. Gabby was hurt more hurt by what he said than what you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. He was the douche. You're right. You're right. I don't know why I thought that, but he just he seemed a little shaky at the end. Like his voice, he yeah. just didn't seem like he wanted to accept it. Well, I think he thought he was gone. Oh, because, because like, of- he saw all these other dudes getting roses or whatever oh, okay, like, okay. and like and that was pretty much what happened at the end like i'm pretty positive that rachel was going to like be like yeah i'm not gonna take him but when she mm. saw all her roses getting taken away she was like She's well like, i'm gonna have well, nobody i have no choice yeah true like how many guys does she have because gabby has eight or like so I think, she, I think she has eight because she had two going in oh so, I, I mean thought- if, if, and then she and she's bringing meatball back so oh well i think she has eight now because i think she might have had six or seven yeah, something like that. Because those two dudes didn't accept. Because they pulled and, three roses. Bro, when that Latino dude was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going for Gabby. I was laughing my ass off. That dude, was, he was like, because he was like, oh, should I stay? He was like, but I don't like you. I want Gabby. And then the black, when the black dude did it, everybody was shocked. Like, oh, my gosh, you didn't choose her? How could you, black man? Well, you know, and I, my issue with what happened with all that is that Rachel and Gabby did themselves a disservice by not having that final cocktail party. Yep. Like, if you want them to choose between one, two of you, like, you know, some of them made a point. Like, I just didn't have enough time to talk with to you. Like, yeah. Meatball, you know, as much as he's, you know, fuck boy, and he's only there for TV, <laughs> he made a good point. He was like, well, I didn't get enough time to talk to you. I've talked to Gabby more. More, so therefore, yeah. Therefore, like. I didn't get to know I you. Was more there for Gabby than for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And also, like, they should have did the split from the jump. Like, that should have happened from right. the jump. Like, we said this last week. They did a disservice to the women by doing this to them. Yeah. Like, it's just fucked. Um, well, but I, Nate, Nate, Nate got to be the leader for Gabby. Like, there's no other man that I'm seeing kicking ass besides Nate for Gabby. At least for Gabby. Yeah, I mean, he's the, the guy at the moment, I, I feel. Um, him and like one of the other older guys. That, that white guy with the mullet. No, that's <laughs> Eric. He's the one that you know didn't comfort her. Oh yeah, what a douche! Oh yeah, you're right. That's who I had to talk about. That dude just like wait, I must read you my text because I sent him to you, and it was just like that dude really just did that. He just did not comfort her when she's crying. I was like, bro, is the worst. Wait, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Um, hold on. I pulled pulled it up. Oh, yo, fuck that air guy. Dude didn't even console Gabby. That's why Nate gets her. He's perfect. The white guy was like, "Oh, my family's perfect." Like, bro, she's bawling her eyes out. 
talking about how how she has right. a shitty family, and all you could say is, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> and then like reject the kiss, pretty much. Yeah, what a fucker. Jeez. So who do you think's winning for Rachel? Because I can't tell with her. Tino. Tino. Okay. Like, and I feel like she's just making out with the black guys just to like, you know, fill the quota of kisses for the for the season. Like, I don't feel like she likes any of those other guys she's been kissing. I like you said, I think it's Tino. It's Tino or the dude that she went on her date with. Right? Oh, to the Cowboys shit? No. Which one? The movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was feeling that guy because that was what she wanted for the first date with the guy with the driving, but she didn't feel any of that shit. Right. I just feel like Rachel's just too much. She's just too much. Yeah. And um, and then Gabby's day with her grandfather, they wasted him. <laughs> yeah, they did. They brought him in too early. Yeah, but I think they're I think she's gonna bring him back. Well then how many of her dates are just gonna be group <laughs> dates with her grandfather? I think it's I, I think it's gonna be people who she really thinks she has a connection with. We'll see. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much longer this is going to last because, I mean, they're already down to so many people. You got to have like hometowns, like two weeks. Damn. So the season's almost over. Real. Didn't even realize that. Well, I mean, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying like for the amount of dudes that are left and like having them be split like they are like. If True. Let's say hypothetically, there's eight dudes on each side. I mean, and four people are supposed to go to hometowns. But I don't know how they're going to do eight people. <laughs> yeah. <going to> hometown. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. I just don't know how they're going to do it. I feel like they're going to cut just one person each week now. Until we get there. Just to extend shit. We'll see. Yeah. They're going to Paris and we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Shit goes down in Paris. You're right. That's where all the the drama and the previews happen. Who's going to call her a bitch? Who do you think calls him a bitch? (laughs) You didn't see the preview? Eric. Oh. (laughs) What if it's Meatball? Nah, he, he doesn't have the balls. <laughs> but I'm in it, man. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, me too. It's definitely been good. Um, Better than last season. Bad at the same time. So. But I think because it's bad, I'm liking it. Right. They have, the, the guys that are casting this season are terrible. Yeah, they're not the best like guys. If, if she would have, if he would have had, if this season would have had Katie Thurston's guys. Oh, my gosh. It would have been a great season. Like Katie Thurston was a, a, a sexually proactive woman who had great guys. But this season has bad guys. And I like Gabby a little bit more than Katie Thurston. Right. Exactly. Me too. So. so but I like Katie, but I like Katie Thurston more than Rachel. That's a fact. There you go. I do not. Hey, fuck that's with a hot Rachel. take. <laughs> Um, but we'll see if those dudes pop back up in paradise. So I'm excited for that. That's about a month away now. Yeah, that, that's your favorite show, really. That's why you watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette is for the paradise. For paradise, pretty much. Because I mean, it's the most Love Island-ish true. show that there is. True, true, true. Um, speaking of, have you gotten any farther than that? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it this week. I'm not going to lie to you. It's wild right now. Wild. <laughs> I'm going to catch up. I'm going to catch up for next for next episode. No, you won't. But I mean, like, it's wild. I'm gonna get no. I'm gonna get deep. How many episodes total is it? Like twenty something? Oh my god, dude! It's like forty. Oh my god! Well, yeah, I won't catch up, but I'll get to twenty. I'll get to yeah. twenty for sure. Like where you were at last time we talked, like, is so far back from where I am. There's been so many changes. Wait, you said you've been watching food shit. Did you start MasterChef All Stars? Are you still watching Top Chef? 
I'm just watching Top Chef, not watching Master Chef. Is oh, Master Chef is great. Is Top Chef this season good? Is it as good as Portland? I'm not watching the current season. It's and this oh. 19 is already ended. So, oh, okay. Well, then I need to watch the current. I'm season. watching all the seasons. Like I'm watching, I'm watching 15 right now because you can also watch The Last Chance Kitchens. Who's on 15? On who, who? Anybody that that is like famous? Famous on 15? And 15. No. Okay. There's one dude who's apparently really famous. I just don't remember his name because he hasn't been performing like the best so far. Okay. Real. All right. Well, yeah, that's pretty much all I got this week. All right. We'll tell the people what's going on with the network. Awesome. By the time you guys hear this, Run It Back is out. It, it, it was on YouTube Thursday night. So make sure you check out our most recent Run It Back. We reviewed the imitation game. It was an Ian pick. I really like that movie, Schubert. I thought that was a damn good movie. It's good. Yeah, like, I really, yeah, really enjoyed yeah. it. It was a pretty good movie, no lie. I mean, really good movie. Yeah, and, and when Maybe you find out... Cumberbatch's best. Really might be. And when you listen to Run It Back and you see how me and Schubert saw the movie the exact same way, y'all will understand why we host this pod together. So check out the Imitation Game Run It Back. Uh, the Bros Who Think podcast will be out as well. Anime Talk will be out. A new One Piece review will be out. Uh, Manga Melee is out. All of our content is rolling so make sure you check it all out by the time you guys hear this and yeah man uh, follow me on Lyndon, on Lynn BWT on Twitter follow me on TikTok at Lyndon James Burton I'm back making TikToks follow the bros who think at bros who think oh and Lynn BWT on Letterboxd I'm back Letterboxing alright uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hubert 14 and Letterboxd at Adam BWT make sure you check out that run it back um and look out for all the stuff that's going on with i'm excited Bruce for the Denver. next for the i'm excited for the next running back <laughs> that's our movie um, so everyone out there have a great week and catch us again next week as always keep binging